Today's wordcast is about memes. <laughs> On today's wordcast, <laughs> you guys heard about these memes that are going around? <laughs> no, no. Tell me about them. <laughs> they're they're great. Yeah. What's well, a good one? Uh, I'm I'm really partial to a success kid. So, what is that one? It's great. It's this little kid on Oof. a beach holding up his fist and he's successful at things. <laughs> I love the face Will's making. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the frog one. That boy. That boy. Oh shit, what up? <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> um I uh we're having a white elephant tonight. And so Wendy bought... What, is that a sex thing? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, he walked this elephant into a room. <laughs> Cover it with cocaine. Oh, man. <laughs> and then once you've gotten all the cocaine off of it, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> How do you think he came up with the idea? Let's put animals in cages. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a meme card game where you construct memes basically of this new strain of cards against humanity oh, knockoffs yeah yeah uh, but you get you get a you get a meme picture so you get like something classic like the O'Reilly owl or the 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 grandpa who's holding up the phone with the grimace on his face that looks uncomfortable and then you get a caption and then you put them together some old memes try to be funny <laughs> yeah yeah the box cover has a O'Reilly O'Reilly owl on it oh my gosh I was like, wow, this is like some OG shit. Next, I'm going to see like a card for all your base belong to us or something. Nice. But White Elephant is a gift exchange. It's terrible. Oh, it's great. It's the worst way to give gifts. No, I love it. What are you talking about? White Elephant's great because like, look, let's let's be real. Let's say you have <laughs> a spare SNES classic in your house. Yeah. And you, you just want to get rid of it. You just grab it and like, go. You know, the... the, the, the Dollar limit is twenty dollars, but you don't care. Yeah. Get an iPod. By the way, Dylan, I'm having a, a a white elephant gift exchange at my apartment, and only you are invited. <laughs> you can only bring Mega Man helmet <laughs> or Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, no, white elephant's great because look, here's the here's here's the real thing about about Christmas. Yeah, I don't need people to give me gifts. Right. If I you just need everybody to be disappointed at the gifts that they get. I just need everyone to have a good time. <laughs> everyone has a good time and they're just buying bullshit and then giving it to one another. It'd be like, ah, this is funny, and then it all goes in the trash immediately after the party. That's better than be like, hey, I really want this thing. I'd just buy it. I would just buy it. If you want it, just buy it. That's that's my logic. So yeah. so the white elephant's great because it's like you have no expectations. Not like really hoping for a thing. Yeah, until you get the thing, and then you're excited that you got a thing, and, and then someone's... someone takes it away immediately. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. God damn! I did it in uh These are the worst mechanics ever designed. No, it's great. For, uh, it's and so then terrible. it locks <laughs> after three steals. It locks in, and that's always good. Uh, I feel like that's a house rule. Isn't well, that's it? a good house rule, though. This isn't like one of those shitty monopoly house rules. I would say a good house rule would be like once you get the gift, then it's then it locks. Eh, that's no. a good one that takes all the that takes all the thrill out of that it. that takes all the people being mean to each other and everyone having hurt feelings out of it there yeah i'm with i'm with will on this one God, you guys are a bunch of debbie downers a bunch of wet blankets <laughs> you know it's all fun and games when it's like i don't know the what you know like a board game and what you get is virtual or not real or totally inconsequential 
But I'd much rather have, you know, something nice than just have it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, there's people like in life that no matter what the situation is, they'll always take the last pizza pizza. Pizza. A pizza pizza. Pizza pizza. <laughs> and uh, that game is essentially like encouraging that behavior. Terrible. I think it's great. For sociopaths. Some good, the- some good uh, white elephant gifts that I've come across in my time include a six pack of Arnold Palmer, Arizona. <laughs> tea lemonades that was like coveted by the entire group that was playing white elephant and fought over jeez um a braveheart dvd that i ended up winning once uh a rubber band ball that i bought uh and then you just got back no i didn't get it back someone got it the first person unwrapped it was really excited that they got it and so no one stole it from them okay it's really good it was the same year of the of the the arnold palmer uh a um but my go-to, if I can ever think of a a good white elephant gift, just get one of those one-pound Reese's cups, and those always kill. Those are always a good investment. So you like it from the like, right? you you want to be the guy that has the gift that gets tossed around the most? Is sure, that- yeah, that's fun. Or like just watching people steal gifts from one another is also fun. I think you're just sadistic. Yeah, that's like <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's about the thrill. It's about the race. What a thrill! <laughs> the journey, not the destination, Alex. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, on that note, Wardcast episode 115. I was wondering when that was coming up. Hi. Late title card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those shows where you never know if it's going to be in the front or after like a cool plot point. I thought we were just going to wrap up and he was going to add it in post. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we already were well past uh, the point. I should have just done it at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like the way Wolfenstein 2 did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, the game's finally starting. There's going to be even more now. <laughs> then it no. hits you. <laughs> Um, so do we just want to dive into that sure we can go that and we wrap okay. back around or okay. we can start with robot jocks we can start with the ro- <laughs> <laughs> so will well i think our, we already talked about this at ludum there i saw a clip of robot jocks i think that's all i needed to it's change your life out i i maybe i'll go back and watch the rest but i feel like the clip it, anything beyond what happened in that clip is completely inconsequential to to I think my my overall opinion is that that movie is legendary, and all I got was five minutes of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll tell you the entire plot. Uh, <laughs> I think like America's good guys, Russia's bad guys. Duh. Russia cheats or something, and then the American dude smushes like a million people with his giant robot, and he feels so sad about it. But they're like, "We need you for one more robot fight." And he's like, yeah, all right. And I think there's like a cute lady in there too. It's always uh, a cute lady. I think he falls in love. Uh, anyway. Because the Russians have a spy, right? Is that how yeah, they cheat? Yeah, I think so. Because he like deploys some super laser and it and, doesn't do anything. And, and the guy in like, the- like <laughs> <laughs> all these damn spies. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I think he g- gets in the cockpit one more time. And then the Russian dude is like, 
guess what? My robot's bigger now. And, and they go off voices. into space and they blast back to Earth and the good guy's robot blows up and the good guy's on foot and he's like, how am I going to fight this giant robot? And then the giant robot, his hand fell off earlier and so he goes up to it and then like hot wires the hand and it like explodes the robot. All this time, BC Boys Sabotage is playing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remake the movie. So the the clip I saw was like the prep leading up to the first major fight and then the point and then like right after the point where he lands on a bleachers and uh on a <laughs> bleachers and kills hundreds of people. <laughs> right. It sounds like Death Race. It was Death Race 3000. It's 100% tone deaf and I love it. It's like <laughs> Why didn't you watch the rest of the movie? I, because like I said, like anything beyond that was not going to live up to the delivery of that. I don't know. If it was honestly, I could have believed this entire thing to be like a Tim and Eric sketch that does a <laughs> total 180 in the last 10 seconds. And Sky, guy in his <laughs> robot mech he just goes, Nudine. <laughs> <laughs> like. Because it's got, um, I mean, it starts off really fun and really funny, and it's and it's total like B movie. Everyone's having a good time. It's like very their helmets are like twice the size of their head. It's it's, it's like very, very family good. friendly and almost like a Saturday morning cartoon where they're just like yeah, they're going at it and robot like punching and lasers and then and then yeah, like the robot falls over, crashes into bleachers, like and then the guy crawls out of the cockpit and he's like shell shocked. And he's looking at the rubble of these bleachers and like the dead bodies and there's blood everywhere. Gosh. And like the tone immediately just goes like, what the fuck? It was a really and good movie. I, I, was, I was floored and was just like, this is great. I don't think anything else the movie does can just deliver on this, on this tonal shift. <laughs> all the best vertical slice you could possibly see of that film yes i think i did i i, I will probably go back and rewatch it in full someday but for now i'm just like i'm i'm riding the wave of that first five minutes <laughs> as far as i can some <laughs> jokester will eventually put it out on netflix <laughs> <laughs> Read, read. look what i got i got the i got the hot <laughs> robot jobs <laughs> streaming license so that's sweet. <laughs> that's a good movie. <laughs> if if you like if you like early what was it? it was like early nineties special effects. Yeah. Good mix of really crappy CGI and actual like physical puppeteering. Oh um, man. Like there there's definitely some scenes where you can clearly tell they're miniatures and some scenes where it's like really poorly 3d modeled and textured with you know really high spec maps on everything so they're all super shiny <laughs> great yeah it's good times good times robot jacks good times at ridgemont high i'm glad both of you watched it in full <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry well to be fair if you listen back to the tape yeah you only challenged alex that's true and i to also told it. him that it was probably all on youtube and i don't think it is yeah, because I, I looked for it too. I found I found that one clip, and uh, I I'm I didn't admittedly didn't look too hard, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be hard to find on like any torrent site too. So, so we're all wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. You're wrong. We all make mistakes. That movie's wrong for existing. <laughs> Will, what are you looking at? You have a Dumb and Dumber magnet. Oh God! But I'm not really sure what's going on in it. I think you do. I don't. Oh, I can see from here. It's it's Mike Pence and 
And oh, I see. Trump. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the dumb and dumber. Pike okay. Mintz. It's good. It's pretty good. I just thought that Jim Carrey's hair was gray and it was like freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's old Jim Carrey. came back. Oh, my God. Did a reshoot. And he's got the massive beard now. You seen that massive Jim Carrey beard? Yeah, I watched... Uh, did I talk about it on here? I watched Jim and Andy. Is that oh, good? Yeah, I gotta watch that. That Netflix uh, documentary about Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. But he is in like another plane. Like not in a bad way, but like Jim Carrey has ascended. He's like not... <laughs> Jim Carrey is a whole new person right now. I saw... Um, I didn't see that yet, but I want to. I saw his mini documentary about being a painter yes. recently, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw like a write up on that in like Vanity Fair or something. But like, he hasn't like achieved Nirvana yet, but he's at least, he's above my level of consciousness. Right. Because <laughs> he's just very like, and I'm not saying this mockingly, like, I'm very impressed by like where he is as a person. Because he's kind of like, just kind of doesn't care, but not in a way that's like self destructive. Uh-huh. He's just very like, you know, I did the acting thing for a significant portion of my life and to try to like fill some sort of void and that didn't really accomplish that. And so now I just kind of want to, I want to do the things I want to do. So he's like working on like some TV series, I think on like stars or somewhere about uh, stand up comedians in like the eighties or something like, like it's like a drama, oh, no. uh, like a historical drama. And then, you know, he did this documentary about his time at man, uh, playing Andy Kaufman for the movie Man on the Moon. And it's just, it's literally, they interview no one else. It's just him in a room talking about the movie. And then they have all this behind the scenes footage, which is like most of the documentary because he just went full method acting. Right. And the way he described it is that when he got the role, he like went out, he was like in Malibu at at that time. And he was just standing on a beach and he was like, I wonder what Andy would be thinking right now. And they just described this moment of, in his mind, Andy stands up next to him and just sits him down. He's like, I'm taking over. <laughs> and then he just like never broke character until the film was over. And then kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, like the way he described it, because he was like, it was very freeing because there was like le- no stakes. Because not only does he play Andy Kaufman, he plays Tony Clifford too. Mm-hmm. So there are points where it's like Andy Kaufman isn't even there. It's just Tony Clifford <laughs> being an asshole mm-hmm. and like chain smoking and just like shouting at people and shit. And he talked about how like freeing that was. Uh, and when he went back to being Jim Carrey, he like didn't know what to do with himself. He's like, I, I don't remember who I am. I don't remember what this is. And now there's all these like societal pressures that have like reintroduced themselves because right. I no longer can just be Andy Kaufman. It's super interesting. From yeah. that philosophical perspective, it's super uncomfortable. From like the shit he does, <laughs> he's he's still just a little bit crazy, from what I hear too. I mean, it definitely looks like he's gotten a lot calmer and a little more artsy. But yeah, there was there was that article about how he's also like gone anti-vax and endorsed a lot of people there. And I feel like wasn't he like back and forth on that stuff though? I felt like I was he back and forth. I've only heard I feel that like he I've totally that. is like anti and still is. I don't know. Okay. Um, I remember he made he because he was in Kick Ass too, right? Which right. I don't like. I don't like Kick Ass. I think Kick Ass is a bad movie, just from like a a personal point of view. Um, I mean, it has Nicolas Cage, so it can't be a bad movie, but <laughs> it also can't be a great movie because it has Nicolas Cage in it. I excuse me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I saw the trailers for Kick Ass two. 
Jim Carrey's character was the only part I was on board with. I was just like, this, like, this is funny. Like, anytime he's on screen, like, he is, like, he's into this role. And then afterwards, I think, like, because of the state of, of gun violence in America, I think some tragedy happened soon after, or soon before the theatrical was, release of that film. It was Sandy Hook, like, right as it oh, came right. out. Okay. Yeah, and, and he felt super bad about doing that. Yeah. About being a part of that movie when... when He was very public about that. Right, And yeah. I think he kind of burned a lot of bridges with the people that worked on that film. I don't right. think he burned bridges with the film industry in general, but mm-hmm. or that he got blacklisted. Yeah. I don't know why people like Mark Miller's work. Is that the director? Or? That's the guy that wrote the comics. Oh. So he's Kingsman, Kick-Ass, Wanted. I like Wanted the movie, but I was also like 15. Was Wanted the one that was like, I, you can curve bullets? Yes. Yeah. God, it, that was awful. Yeah. I actually, I unironically love that movie, Kick-Ass. I was sort of mad about. Um, what was the other one you mentioned? Kingsman. Kingsman. I like Kingsman a Kingsman lot. Kingsman was pretty good. Kingsman was great. I actually... I haven't watched it yet. I just got the second one yesterday. I was just kind of like, cool, we're doing knockoff James Bond stuff. Well, that's yeah, the but point. Cool. That's it, exactly what it set out like, to be. James Bond is so <laughs> shitty that Kingsman is just like, well, let's, let's, like a good James Bond movie would be like something like, what is it, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, where it's just like total espionage, total seriousness. And they're like, well, okay, somebody, you know, that's doable, but let's go in the opposite direction. And just be like, we're not trying to be like, oh, look, we're British and fancy. It's like, <laughs> let's just like take out all the stops. Yeah. I just think it's way too kooky for my taste. It's like, hey, what if we took like Mr. Megorium's mm. Wonder Emporium and then like smashed it or like the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus and then smashed it. That's a better so one. Yeah. Apparently that's like from I had I had some hardcore uh, James Bond fan friends in college. Apparently that's like the biggest beef with the Daniel Craig movies is it's starting to take James Bond too seriously. And James Bond was always meant to be kind of a ham fest. And, 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 and Kingsman is like taking that aspect and, and spoofing it to the nth degree. I maintain to this day that the only good James Bond movie is Casino Royale, and the rest of them are garbage. I don't know if I agree yeah. with you that that one's good. I mean, from what I remember, maybe if I rewatch it, it won't be good, but at least it, like, toes that line of, all right, we're going to take this seriously. That means no bullshit gadgets. That means no, like, this is actually, like, no ridiculous, like, high stakes, like, end of the world, doomsday bullshit. Like, this is real. It's It's wrapped around this casino game shtick but like there's an actual like espionage element to it whereas Skyfall is just like oh we're going to these exact locales and oh he's going to fight a Komodo dragon at one point and <laughs> hey look this guy's going to concoct this crazy scheme to get himself arrested and then break out from inside MI6 that's James yeah. Bond though it's bad no it's supposed to be silly Dylan you're you're, you're you expect too <laughs> much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, I, Bomb I, I think Kingsman does it's does a good job being its own its own lampoon of this the is why thing. Dylan likes PUBG so much because there's no fun in the game <laughs> speaking of PUBG 1.0 when does that drop December 20th it's yeah. all basically there on the test server right now. I could play it, but I'm going to be out of that early access, right? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, not that it matter. I mean, doesn't matter. <laughs> it, no, it doesn't matter. And what it, I was specifically going to talk from a perspective of game of the year stuff. I was going to say, does this was this all just a move to be like, can we be game of the year? Well, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because people made their game of the year lists um, like half a month ago, right? So like, Giant Bomb just wrapped up their podcast for game of the year, which they'll air. Game Awards are over. Game Awards are over. 
I, Polygon's like well underway. Yeah, they're like four days into their game of the year thing. So if mm. people people have already decided whether or not they're going to put PUBG on their list. Yeah. And the debate of oh well it's, it's not fully out yet, so I don't know if I think that's a stupid argument. I think that's like that's such a. I mean, and Ben Kuchera has published like numerous articles on Polygon about like, hey, this is a really kind of old back. We need to reevaluate how mm-hmm. we observe or how we think of games and when they can be considered for game of the year. And, you know, I agree with that entirely. Like you can even look at any game that comes out from December 1st to like January 10th is never going to be on a game of the year list or as such small probability because people have already done their write-ups they're already doing right. their research they're already like doing their debates internally with their staff about what their rankings are going to be so that's why i think like game games of the year lists the only considered games that came out that year yeah are also kind of inherently broken which yeah. is why i like the way we do it because People don't play every game. They don't play games the only the year they come out. Right. They play games when they get to them. Like two of my favorite games that came out or that I played last year, um, Undertale and Life is Strange, didn't come out right that year. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. And this year, because this is this episode is going to be our last episode before our best games played podcast. You know, there are games I didn't get to play this year that I really wish I did. I didn't play Tacoma. I didn't play Night in the Woods. I didn't play a bunch of the Telltale games that I have on this my is, computer. This is Dylan listing his 2018 Game of the Years. You got list. it. <laughs> you, you know the method. <laughs> uh, you know the strats. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of think PUBG is a symptom, not the not the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. PUBG, like having this debate about PUBG, is is the symptom. That's right. It's silly. So so with that, what were we talking about? Wolfenstein. Sure. Let's go back to Wolfenstein. <laughs> okay. We're, real, we're sorry. We got in the weeds. <laughs> so, so Dylan, you and I have been playing Wolfenstein. Um, yeah, we've, I mean, we've we've finished Wolfenstein. I finished. finished. I haven't. I didn't go back hold after on, the easy credits. Mode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Hold so, on, hold on. We're, we, we're going to we, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So we're we're going to talk about playing on easy mode because um I think my biggest issue with the game I think sums it up with summing it up with one word is pacing. It okay. doesn't know how to sort of balance its difficulty curve. It sort of drops you into its hardest areas first, and then the game slowly gets more doable, more fun even as it goes. Um, Will, are you concerned about spoilers? No. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so it's so yeah. The cur- the curve is weird. I'm thinking about it right now. It's like, what is the midpoint of that game? It yeah, because like, is it the point where you get allowed to have a hundred points of health? Because like for the first I don't know however many hours you have fifty points of health, and then you can jack up your your armor to up to two hundred, right? And then after a, a a certain event happens, you can then have only a hundred health and a hundred or on, only a hundred armor and a hundred health. So I feel like we're going to start talking about spoilers anyway. So maybe we want to put in like if anyone hasn't played Wolfenstein 2. The story is still very good. Yeah. I think so if you haven't then maybe Yeah, skip. we're going to spoil the shit out of it. We're going to we're going to talk all over this. Um yeah, I think the point where uh 3 2 1 BJ gets executed 
is what <laughs> is just, just yeah is is the is the 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 definitive halfway point and from that point everything starts to get way more fun mm-hmm. because all right so story-wise what happens is there's there's a point in the game where uh you get captured you get executed and it's been led up to for a little while that the scientist character set roth um knows how to do a head pl- head transplant yeah and so your character gets beheaded but little do you know your team was sort of prepared for this and it's this great sort of b-movie sci-fi yeah it's twist. pretty it's, it's pretty, pretty great. great it's um, great niche stickiness so like they, they find the head and they put you to, and on a new body and, right and the sort the whole thing leading up to that point is that bj's uh original body is frail and broken after the events of wolfenstein the new order and i think that is the best writing in the game is addressing that tonality shift of him where in the first wolfenstein he is like this badass like superman mm-hmm. and in this one he is like doubting his strength for the first half of it right and i think that is fantastic you're spending this the first half of this game feeling super weak and like all of his inner dialogue is reflecting this like he feels like he's gonna die he feels depressed he feels um it's like nothing's working and um low t yeah yeah it is. Uh, <laughs> and and to sort of emphasize this your health is permanently capped at 50 yeah so you Even can go Souls already did it uh, <laughs> so, so you can so you can go over that and you can find med packs and it'll put you over 50 but it'll right. immediately start trickling back down right oh, like without being hurt or anything yeah right it's just immediately just like right. at like one a second maybe even faster so it creates like i was mentioning earlier this creates difficulty curve issues um where it starts off the game actually as it open um as it opens is starts very difficult and after a point i just started to feel more frustrated than i was feeling like okay i can get over this if i play this differently no it was just that the enemies were too many their accuracy too high and it's a game where every enemy has uh, practically every enemy has a hit scan weapon the moment they see you you're taking damage Mm -hmm. and so that much felt unfun to play through for the first half of the game and the and the stealth isn't even good like yeah it's it's passable but it, for first person stealth there's no way to know like who's around you who's looking at you stealth games work at their best when you have a good amount of information regarding who's who's around you um mgsv solved this in two ways by having it be third person with a relatively far zoomed out camera for a third person shooter um action adventure game whatever you want to call it and the reflex Moba. mode and the yeah <laughs> and the uh <laughs> the reflex mode mother base a- <laughs> um but the reflex mode was a is a great way to sort of solve the issue of um you you know you don't know if someone's looking at you basically right so you have a moment to snap and and react to someone having seen you whereas wolfenstein you don't you, you don't have a great spatial spatial awareness in this first person view and the moment someone does sees you uh does see you then it's it's over i mean and there's like there's only two states it's like unaware and aware right it's not like you know and there is no in between they don't really ever go back to unaware yeah um it's, it's they can but like only if the play space is super large and you can just like mm-hmm. tuck yourself in a corner or if you have that skill after the midway point that you can hide under things 
which I didn't. Which which one did you get? I went for the battering. Yeah, shoulders. the ram, the ram the best one. Yeah, I was just like, well, that fits my play style, which is like, fuck it, let's just go and sprinting into people to like insta give them. That's yeah, yeah, uh, that was brilliant. Yeah, I did that a lot. Um, it was like, like I said, it was like right at that point where they give you one of those three abilities is where the game starts to feel fun again. You're right, and, and like you can run around and just run and, and just mow people down with you know a hundred health, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I think. So did did you start on normal and then kick it down? Yeah, I okay. started on on like the middle setting and then slowly trickled it down as I was getting more and more frustrated until I think the point where I hit very easy was the assault on the skyscraper in New York where you first meet the resistance group. Yeah. You just get a swarm of them that are just like coming at you from all sides and you can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. No reasonable person should be able to be expected to deal with that. I think I did that too because I first cranked it down because where does it default to? Because there's like two different levels of medium, I think. Right. I forget how it works. Two mediums, two hards, a third hard that gets unlocked after you beat it Uh and then like two easies. Right. Um, an easy and a very easy. I can't remember. Uh, I think I remember cranking it down at least once on the first time you're on um the base, the flying base oh, at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, and it's it especially it was specifically on that part where you're in the you go back outside and you're on that like outside platform that's tiered. That you go back through later in the game, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's like a, a captain, what are they called? General? The captains. Yeah. Um, it, patrolling around. And I did that like once or twice and died. I was like, no, fuck this. And so I cranked it down once. And I think when I was fighting that big swarm of enemies, uh, I think I, I cranked it down again. I can't remember. I, know, I had to play that uh, one at least one time over because uh, I died. And then the second time when I beat it, I missed the jump on the helicopter. I jumped too early and it fell. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. But I think it just kicked me back to like the end of the of the fight where yeah. I'd already cleared everything out. Grateful for that. It's pretty, pretty generous with its auto saves. Yeah. It's it, it's good there. Um, it just Man. Yeah, just overall it wasn't really like it was fine, like, but I wasn't like, oh man, what a good first person shooter. But also, it's, I'm never like that with first person shooter campaigns. I can't tell you like a single first person shooter campaign. I can be like, wow, really want to play that again. Well, let me give you some recommendations. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and, and and granted, I I was a Halo kid growing up, so mm-hmm. you know I played the Halo campaigns a lot, but mostly because. I was a teenager. It's like, what else you gonna do? No one else is on. Might as well play the campaign again. And I might as well. I don't know. I, I think in modern standards, the Halo campaigns aren't so great anymore. No. But yeah, they're a labyrinthine level yeah. design. Uh, the Wolfenstein writing, the story is still great. Um, machine games have a good group of writers in their hands. Yep. Um, everything about the dialogue feels real. Everything about the characters still feels like immediately relatable and inspiring. Which timeline did you go with, by the way? Oh, I, I went with uh, Fergus. Oh, cool. Fergus All is right, cool. Because I went Wyatt. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You were saying I think that I was like... sold on Wyatt since I saw him with the animated chameleon get, get in the trailer. Yeah. And then I wasn't expecting that to get super annoying, but. I will admit at one point or another it did start to get like okay I get it you're high Wyatt like <laughs> so that was that, so that's like just being, his character at that point he's almost, just taking acid I think after the first level is when it starts because there's a bit where you have a cutscene with him and then Wyatt like and then he's mad at you 
and then the next time you meet him he's super floaty and like happy to see you and like at every point from then on every bit of dialogue he has is high hey, hey man yeah until hi? until the very end of the game uh, at which point i think you have to like find him and like beat him into submission to get that's him funny to like go cold turkey yeah yeah, yeah. because because <laughs> that that cut scene works out way different with fergus because so fergus when you guys get captured by uh what's what's the vain, main villain's name what's her name oh frau angle yeah frau mm-hmm. angle um and she wants her daughter to kill fergus yeah uh instead uh frau angle takes the axe from from her and then cuts his arm off accidentally okay. and with wyatt it's his eye oh okay yeah she she misses and like just it gives him a good eye scar oh, okay. and like yeah um so like they get fergus back and they put a robotic or uh what's his name set yeah and i saw the joke is like he can't control the arm right so yeah. the, so the arm so the <laughs> arm kind of works as like this kind of like companion to him where he kind of has to create a relationship with it and it, like the entire game it kind of like goes south um uh but yeah it's just mostly for 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 funny moments but so the the cut scene that they show in like the trailer is where it's Wyatt getting high that's the louisiana that's when you're going to new orleans right yes yeah so in that cut scene for for fergus Fergus, (laughs) fergus's arm starts freaking out and it's him and and what's her name claire Uh, uh, anya 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 they're trying to sneak and and shut something down so the sub can can get closer and so Anya's just watching this and she's just like, give me your gun and then she kills the Nazi that's right there because his arm won't like, it's his shooting arm, so it won't cooperate with him. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like Fergus, you know, I like Scotsman, so. Okay. Is that the voice actor? No, I'm saying he's Scottish. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, and the black lady keeps calling him Irish or right. some Englishman or something. Yeah. He's just like, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I saw like one cutscene of of her and him, and then yeah, yeah. The the character dynamics are really good. Um, yeah. and you can kind of overlook some of it because some of it takes place of out of cutscenes. Mm-hmm. So there's like a really good bit with Super Spesh where they first come aboard the the U boat, and he's like, "Oh my god, a real working toilet!" Yeah, and he like freaks out. I and there's, there's a good bit, and if you <laughs> you don't if you skip over it you'll come back and the next cut scene that starts is him coming out of the bathroom he's like oh god thank god and it's kind of like this non sequitur <laughs> if you don't know that that lead in yeah so, this is a movie i mean uh, it's a movie game there's where... a polygon article that says wolfenstein is the best movie <laughs> of 2017 or something to that About a guy who gets decapitated gets put on another body another guy loses an arm gets a robot arm there's a dude that's always high. They travel on a U-boat where there's bathroom humor, and it's and you still like it. This is a, still a a Dylan thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, so, yes, because because sounds like a Kojima movie. No, don't. Mm-mm. No, it's, because the problem okay, with I, I I will vouch for Dylan here and say it is one hundred percent more grounded than a Kojima. But movie. it's not about the groundedness, all right. So it's about selling yourself. So yeah. it's it's never about my preferences in writing are never about the topic or the subject matter. It's about the the quality of the writing. So like you know, like I said before, I really liked Wanted again when I was like a teenager because Wanted, in certain parts of Wanted, it's basically catcher in the rye 
Like there are parts where it's about like a coming of age story for yeah. James McAvoy's character. Um, Wolfenstein is the best first person shooter narrative because it finally addresses all the looted narrative dissonance that other first person shooter games have, right. which is BJ Blazkowicz is like a demigod and won't die. Why don't we make that part of his character and part of his character arc? Mm-hmm. And that's why Wolfenstein New Order is so interesting. And then New Colossus, they make it even more interesting by saying, okay, let's take that away from him. And how is someone who is so used to being all powerful deal with that? Right. And that's what's interesting. And I don't think they throw it away when, you know, they give BJ his new body. I think it's 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 this kind of this growth in this character and the proof of the friends around him care about him. Mm-hmm. I will say I really like the character dynamics between all the people and the new people that they introduce. I think that some of the people they introduce seem completely superfluous to me for purposes of plot. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that they rescue from Louisiana, whose name I can't even remember. The preacher? Yeah. Um, I was he, like, he might have more to do in three than two. Sure. I'm but, sure they've written that far ahead. But it, it was the classic kind of resistance story or underdog story of like, we really need this guy because we really need this guy. And no further justification. There, He had no MacGuffin. He had no, he was just some sort of super charismatic dude and they needed him for their resistance. I guess they just wanted more numbers. It was something like, I think they mentioned something like, you know, he was being barreled down on and probably wasn't going to last much longer if they didn't rescue his party. Or also they were just like, their numbers. they were really excited about that character for some reason. Like they really like whatever drafts they wrote about him. They're like, we need him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's a good one. So I, th- I thought it was good. Uh, I thought most of the characters in it were good. I just thought some of the characters were superfluous. Yeah. There's a there's some scenes that sort of felt like they either fell a little out of place. I've always felt like the strength and going back to comparing this to Kojima's writing to this writing, I don't know, Kojima always feels like everything he writes is being taken a hundred percent seriously. And Wolfenstein sort of knows how to flip this toggle back and forth between grounded and B movie sci fi. Right. Where if somebody was just like, Look, Hideo, don't try to explain it. Like people already accept this. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, it, it still sort of felt like there were occasional cutscenes or, or moments that were a little weird. I think the birthday party cutscene really struck me as just like this is going on for a really long time and sort of feels out of character for a lot of them. But Who, whose birthday was it again? BJ's, right? Okay, yeah, the one where they're all getting drunk and basically fighting each other, right. and then and then like, and so was that. The scene where he needs to convince Wyatt to stop being so high. It was after right, that. Like after it ends. Right. Yeah. Because um, for Wyatt, he loses his arm. Well, for Fergus. I mean, for yeah, for Fergus, he loses his arm. And okay. so they, they, uh, you spend a whole mission looking for his arm. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt goes missing and you have to find him and like, he's, he's going crazy and you have to sort of punch his lights out and get him to a hot, get him to like the medic bay or something. Um, yeah, it was that. Oh, and I don't know. I've been super into the sort of normalization of Anya's sexuality in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine in this one as well. Like you know, they're it's it's it. They make it feel very normal, like it's a part of her. But the bit towards the end. Oh man. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That was weird. Where she just jumps out of nowhere. 
pushes BJ out of like the and and she's very pregnant this whole time by the way um for those who don't know um like if, she, if you're into that kind of thing yeah, she shoves BJ out of the way um throws grenades at the Nazis they all blow up in a shower of blood and then for some reason she like tears her entire it, top layer of, uh, yeah I think it caught on fire I think Did was, it? Yeah, was I that think, why? Okay, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, actually... so she just takes off all of her clothes and then she's topless, covered in blood, on top of BJ, like like straddling with, him with two guns, with two guns, he's like on the ground and like mowing down Nazis, and it was just sort of like, okay. <laughs> that I, I mean that it they didn't. That was the only time they did it. So yeah. I was like, okay, you 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 get a pass on this one you like burn, yeah super sexual grindhouse thing like this is fine like everyone gets one yeah it didn't bother <laughs> me was that after the shitty barely justified uh boss fight that you don't know it's a boss fight oh where you finally get the really cool With, super weapon yeah. and you only get like one chance to use it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was yeah. Right. it was right after that so this game kind of ends super abruptly and again pacing problems all over. So, like, you, the, well, you go to Venus in like the middle of the game, right? Yeah, that was another weird thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, because that was like, <laughs> <I forgot about laughs> that. Well, well, because they did it in the first game. You right, go to the yeah, moon. You go to the you moon, go to, the moon the to get super secret codes, and it feels like in this one they were just like, oh, and this time they're going to go to Venus to get super secret codes. And Which was, again, like, they super justify in a really funny way, and it's like, okay, like I'm I'm on board with this. Um, oh, that whole scene with Hitler. That was really good. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I YouTube yeah. that. It was interesting watching that and then immediately finishing the game and like, I still need some like alt history stuff in my mind right now. And I went and watched Man in the High Castle season two and seeing the way they, they portray 60s era Nazi rule and what Hitler would be. Because like in that one, Hitler's just like, oh, he's got like Parkinson's and he's just super old and he was, he was i mean yeah there were like reports that he was definitely losing his mind yeah. towards the end of world war ii and, and, and like how like in in that show hitler is seen as the peaceful one because all of his like second in commands want to like bomb the shit out of the the japanese because the japanese are like the other superpower in this in this right. all history um and he's the one kind of like keeping the world in check and i think it's super interesting um, but yeah, and this one is just Hitler, like fucking, like crazy, crazy, and <laughs> like can't control his bowel movements and like bodily functions and shit. Murders Ronald Reagan. Murders Ronald Reagan. Yeah, like the dude doing like a Ronald Reagan impression. Was that supposed to be Ronald Reagan? It sounded like him. Okay, which one was he supposed to be? He was like the good actor. Okay, see the one. Like- okay. Was he wasn't the one with the glasses. He wasn't like the John Lennon looking motherfucker. No. Right? no. Here's the other one. Yeah, there was the guy who died immediately. I think he was like British. Um mm-hmm. English actor. And yeah, John Lennon guy, and then other guy with, with like mustache and looked almost exactly like BJ was supposed to. Right. Yeah. I, I was gonna say he's like he had a mustache. I was like, wait, no, that looks like uh was, I thought it was BJ. Yeah. Um yeah, that scene was was interesting. And I guess he doesn't have a mechanized hand. Like I said before, it was just a gun he was waving around. Yeah. He just keeps it like a pistol. On him at all times. Stuffed in his bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks around in a bathrobe and slippers. Yeah. So anyway, going back to like the ending, 
that was it was super weird that like I got to that bit after you take the whole tower and was looking forward to I, I guess it got to that point where they realized, oh, she's on TV, you're gonna go confront her. I already knew that she was gonna get an axe to the face. I saw like a thumbnail in a YouTube video. Um so I was like, Oh, okay, we're gonna do that and then there's gonna be more game. And then there wasn't. Yeah, that it was, was weird. the end of it. You just climb around the rafters above the TV set, and then you jump down, and then you just fucking plunge an axe into her head and just. Oh, I elevator down. Oh, did you? no? Yeah, you can oh, jump. No, okay. no, no, no. You do use an elevator down. <laughs> okay. Which when I was doing that I was just like, I was like, is this not super yeah, I, obvious? I, I was gonna say, I like, think jumping be, would probably be the better idea. Because she like catches you yeah, halfway they, through. They all get up and they're like, whoa, you're here, and it's like you're still like locked. You can't move. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> you're locked in place as this elevator slip. Like she can shoot me anytime now. She has a gun. <laughs> She does like hit you once or twice on your like like running on your way up to that, axe her. That yeah. was very much a way that was very much the writers like we don't know how to end it. Yeah. We just we just gotta stop it somewhere. Might as well stop it here. It seemed like that was the only way to sort of trigger um her being like like that elevator sequence probably has like a halfway point where it goes, All right, and flip the switch, she sees you and everything goes crazy and yeah. Uh, yeah, so so he Cleaves her skull, and she's like still alive, but you have the axe like a good two, three inches into her head. More than that, yeah, her head's open. Like. Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, only? I mean, like, I mean, how how deep is a skull? Like, if that's like three inches right there. Uh, okay, I mean, it's. Look, I just we'll, it, we'll make an example. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll get a person. We'll pay them. It all looks right, you can, straight you up can, like like it's it's volunteering. It. Volunteering it. will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this works like this yeah um <laughs> so yeah it's it's got some issues i don't think it ended up as great as the first and honestly as as excited i was to play it just to see it make my game of the year list because i was so certain it is it was um i don't know if it is anymore i think yeah. some games did just Ooh. did better overall no i think i'm i'm with alex on top this 10 though right yeah. mm-hmm. uh, actually i think i'd put it just at 11 yeah, everything oh. I've played. Yeah, yeah. like it's good. Like, like, I mean, Polygon put it at ten, mm. which is yeah. like, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, yeah, um, but they, I mean, it's 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 got issues. They put it's, Prey at seven. Ugh. Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm kidding about my reaction to it. They okay. did. They did was, put Prey at seven. Okay, I was gonna say thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Polygon. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I don't know. Glad I got to play through it finally. Yeah, still um, have fun with it. Still excited for the third one. I I mean, it's still a good story, honestly. I only paid thirty bucks for it, so that felt nice. Cool. Yeah, on, there you go. on PSN. Um, but yeah, so you kill her, and then they all look at the TV and they're like, "Join us, you know, in start revolution, start the revolution, and then rise up." Quite honestly, the coolest punk version of "We're Not Going to Take It" starts playing. Um, punk metal. And and with the credits, and then after credits, okay, I do hate that we didn't even get an answer because there is like this whole subplot leading up that BJ is finally gonna ask Anya to marry him, and she was going back. Um, the halfway points uh, get starts when he goes back to his home, his childhood home in yeah. Texas to find his mother's ring. Yeah, the reason he gets captured is because he takes a detour from bombing a Nazi base to go to his house as a kid to go get his mother's ring. Yeah. And his dad's there. And his dad's an asshole. <laughs> and they fucking um, he fucking kills his dad in like the most glorious way. <laughs> yeah. Um 
but before that, it's like a great gone home section where he's just walking around the house and it like does flashbacks to like him as a kid remembering stuff. And he had like a friend uh, who was black and his dad hated it because his dad's an old racist Texan mm. who 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 literally shipped his own wife to the Nazis because his wife was Jewish when they took over. Um, yeah. Good reasons to hate the dad. It's a jerk. Yeah. I liked that they had one cutscene of him trying to be a good dad. Like it I think it is important to humanize the enemies. Yeah. And like you know, so, sure wait, you I can't remember though. The one where you're in his bedroom and the dad and like BJ's scared of monsters and the dad like hands him a red rider, basically and Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see that one? Oh, yeah. It was like it was weirdly, um, compared to every other flashback BJ has like it paints his father as as trying, even though his base instincts are racist, sexist asshole. Um, he's like attempting to be a decent father, even if he's attempting to also impart these values to That's BJ. Funny. Maybe it's maybe um, it's better that I didn't see that because th- when he showed up, when he like goes to his parents' bedroom to get the ring, and his dad's there with a rifle pointed at him, I'm like, you kill this motherfucker. BJ, you fucking killed this motherfucker. Kill your dad. I mean, it further <laughs> it further imparts though machine games emphasis on characters, not yes. cardboard cutouts, right? You know, and, and I do like it. I really yeah. like it. Um, it, I I think and it was it was actually legitimately cute, like the scene where like the dad like PJ's scared of monsters in the basement, so his dad like gifts him a Red Rider BB gun. It's um, a little weird though because. And they both go down to the basement to try and hunt for monsters. Right. And and after BJ's like, I don't see him. Like the dad says, Well, you keep the gun with you and you know, you keep yourself safe. And but that scene ends with like BJ like going to sleep with a gun, which is like a little weird. <laughs> Can't prevent all child deaths, Will. I mean I mean, and it's not a real gun. It's it was a BB, right? He's gonna shoot his eye out. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's fine if kids have fake gun, you know, toys and stuff. But like, I think all kids the idea have of guns. like sleeping with your gun is just like tinged with a little bit of weirdness. It's Texas, and also it's BJ. It's the, the man yeah. sleeps with many guns on a right. regular basis. Don't call on a gun. <laughs> I think that scene probably tells you a lot about BJ. Yeah, I was. I watched the Punisher. Netflix show, which I really liked, but there's a scene with uh, one of the one of Frank Castle's friends who was a vet, and he sleeps with like a pistol under his pillow. And there's a point where he like hears something, and so he like grabs the pistol from underneath his pillow uh, to go check it out. And I'm just like, you know, I, Kenny told me a story once where he had a friend who slept with like a revolver under his his pillow, and he accidentally shot it, and it went up his arm, the bullet, and his arm was just permanently paralyzed from like the elbow down. Ugh. since after that and i was like there's no put it in the lockbox just like yeah like look if someone's in your house and they're there to kill it doesn't matter if it's under your pillow it's not going to make a difference mm-hmm. hypervigilism doesn't help doesn't matter yeah so anyway yeah it's still good still still a good story but i enjoyed it I enjoyed my time with it, but I mean, I have no intentions. Where, like, when you go back to the U boat and it's like, hey, there are all these other captains you can go and and kill. Right, here's all this extra game that doesn't mean anything that you can continue playing if you like. And I felt no. I was no like, I I don't have I don't want to go back to any of these levels, especially because the level design in some of them, especially in the first half, are just so it got super maze like, so confusing. Like yeah. the Manhattan level is just so, just confusing. Oh, I was like, oh, I just want to finish this level. It it deserves a little more polish. 
Wolfenstein one was was way better, guys. It was it was like it was like bad Fallout that level. Bad Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And the radiation mechanic on top of being like fifty health capped the whole time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's I, why I was like, eh, it's very easy. Let's just let's see what this game's got. Yeah. So Wolfenstein still still sort of recommend, but I'd go give in it, at your own risk. I give it a C plus, B minus. C plus B minus. That's a good. Yeah, that's about where I put it to. Um, out of four hundred, what would you give it out of ten? <laughs> out of ten, um, six or seven. The C plus, Ooh. B minus, probably probably seven. I would give it like a seven point five. Yeah, eight B minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah. So did we? I don't know. We want to talk a little bit. You doing all right? You run out of steam? Am I? Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where uh, am I? (laughs) Shit. Have you been playing anything else, Alex? uh, I touched Warframe for the first time in like three or four years this week. Tell me about Warframe. Is Warframe good? Warframe. Is that free to play? Yeah. Is that one of them their free plays? So I want to state that back in freshman year, I think I got a closed beta invite to Warframe from a friend of mine. I have stock in Warframe. All right. full, disclosure. Just full disclosure. Well, okay. I, I, but yeah, I, I played that game so much. I think for a short while it was my most played game on Steam. It was like at 300 hours or something. I loved it. I thought it was one of the coolest free-to-play games. I think I bought a Founders Pack for it. Um, yeah, I always, I always thought it was really cool as being one of the few free-to-play games I could find that clearly had a lot of love and attention from the developers. Um, going back to it after four years of not really, pl- uh, three or four years of not really playing it so much feels weird. Um, it's very much a different game now. A friend of mine told me, like, you sort of have to go into it expecting Warframe 2. Um, easily the biggest issue of this is there's very little tutorialization for, say, a new player coming back after so long. And with that sounds like fun. M- maybe fifty new systems they added on oh, and mechanics boy. and shit. Like I had no idea what was going on. Is there a talent the tree? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did they give you back all your respect points? So they reworked the mod system a couple times. Um, it's a little different from what I remember, but not vastly. Uh, I think I left right around. They started adding space missions where you could fly, where you basically got a jetpack. And instead of a maze of levels randomly generated for you to run around and chew people in, it was just like an open Star Fox level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like like I played a couple of those, but then that was sort of the last I had touched to the game. Uh, I've come back now to a quest system that gives the game an, a plot. Like there's an actual story missions now that mm-hmm. evolve the world. Uh, there is an open world node. Which is to say that you land on it, and instead of having a mission set on it, then you just kind of get to explore. There are towns that have little bounties that you can do, and it, and it's like I said, instead of a maze of levels, it's just this big wide open map that you kind of can do anything in. And it's a first person shooter, right? Third person. Okay, and it's an MMO. Yes. Okay. MMO in the sense that Left 4 Dead is an MMO. Um, so it's like yeah. shard based it's like you get a group and you're in the same instance <laughs> yes okay it's four people per mission and so when you select a mission you get queued up with three other people who are also running it oh or so you have friends. to be in groups oh uh, you can do it solo oh, okay yeah you can play it offline okay um and then there are areas where everyone is congregated so actually more like fantasy star 
because Fantasy Star has a big hub area. Okay. Or like everyone Destiny can hang out and or Guild Wars. Right. But every mission is just four people. Right. Yeah. Um, Got it. Is it PvP or PvE? It's PvE, but it has a PvP mode. Are there Care Bear servers? Uh, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Uh, It's also incredibly grindy, but not in a way that ever feels super unfair. Um, In fact, the core gameplay has been fun enough that I haven't really minded, at least most of the times that I played it. And going back to it, it still very much had that sense of like, God, jumping and flying around as a space ninja is still super cool. They don't mind the grind so much. Okay, I think I've seen Mason play this game. Okay. I'm, is it on consoles? Yeah, it, it, it got uh, ported to PS4 and Xbox. After okay. Because I once went over to his house, and this is like two years ago at this point, and he's like, look at this game. And then he hits a button, and his like weird like silvery robot ninja looking dude starts like floating through the air and stuff, and he's like shooting things. And then, like the level design kind of reminds me of like Mass Effect. Or Halo, kind of like more more Did naturalistic the looking character. Look like a little bit maybe like a shiny bug sort of yes. person. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, their aesthetic is very neo sci-fi with with like so far in the future that technology is barely recognizable and everything's kind of weirdly um, organic. Everything's USB C. <laughs> no headphone uh, jack. No headphone jacks. No headphone jacks. Bullshit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. No, it's all quarter inch jacks. The Warframes are like robot cyborgs, whatever that are somewhat organic, but mostly, um, but mostly mechanical. But they all look very organic and behave very organically. Okay. Um, but they're also like weirdly alien and strange looking. It's it's got a cool aesthetic. That was what first drew me to it. Um, so long ago, but I remember uh, thinking it looked really cool, and I, I just like not into that kind of game, so I never tried it out. But yeah, yeah. it's a very now that very, you're mentioning it, I kind of want to go home and see if my computer will. It's very well. very dense. Yeah, it's just it but was, a good time if you want to get into it. Like, I played like <laughs> Guild Wars for a hot second when my friend let me borrow it, and I'm like, this is cool, but also like this weird instancing stuff makes me feel so isolated mm-hmm. in what's supposed to be an MMO. I haven't felt a ton of attraction to most standard MMOs like Guild Wars or WoW because it feels sort of very much like you're not really playing. You're kind of walking around and then clicking on things and letting things happen, but you don't have a direct part to play. Warframe was great for bridging that gap because it's still very dynamic, visceral third-person shooter. Like right-click for iron sights, you know, and, you know uh, spray bullets onto things. Make your guns cooler. Get lots of cooler guns. Uh, Jumping, free-form flight, parkour, etc. You should put the trailer together for Warframe. They actually have <laughs> Make a f- guns cooler. So if you noticed, <laughs> if you were watching the Game Awards, there were like three or four trailers for uh, Warframe, and those were all fan-made. They recently had a contest for that. Um, all right. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Four trailers. Yeah, they picked like the four top people and I think gave them some money and, and the chance to be displayed at the Game Awards. Okay, but... The- that's a contest the developers made, not yes. the Game Awards made. Yeah, the the, uh, the Digital Extremes, that's their name. Okay. Yeah. That seems weird, though, that Warframe would buy out four separate ad slots yeah. for for their one game, but I guess that makes sense. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Game Awards live. Okay. But uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, I mean, we can. Oh, no. What, uh, else do, what else do we need to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's uh, talk about what else we've been playing. And then we'll talk about Loomdari. I think that's mostly it for, a bit. for me other than Ludum Dare games. Um, 
Any 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 standouts? Well, we'll we'll do Loom Dario all at once. <laughs> okay. Um, Will. Yeah. T- tell me about Candy Box Two. <laughs> Candy Box Two. Let me tell you about Candy Box Two. It sucks. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Ju- uh, it's Justin kind of funny. introduced it to you. Yeah. And so it's an ASCII art RPG. Yeah. Okay. Kind of RPG, kind of an adventure, kind of a clicker. It's pretty funny. You're collecting candy. Yeah. So you're well, fighting yeah, octopi. Yeah. I don't really know what to say about it except for like, give it a shot, and then you're probably gonna get sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the URL off the top of your head? No. Is it something like? I mean, I'm sure if you Google Candy Box too, you could find it. Quans.com. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. The, yeah, watching Justin introduce that to you, and then like he kept kind of like backseat, yeah, game playing it for <laughs> Don't you. Eat all the candy. Why'd you eat all the candy? <laughs> <laughs> like Justin, I know exactly why you ate all the candy because you're telling him not to. Yeah. <laughs> if you told him eat all the candy, well, he might just still just eat all the candy. There's a, well, there's candy, and there's an option to eat all the candy. Like the option <laughs> isn't eat the candy; it's eat all the candy. <laughs> Pop. So yeah, just click it and 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 you have to start building your resources over and over again. Is yeah, that it? nice, perfect, beautiful. Big fan, A plus. Big well, fan. It's a pretty cool game. Yeah, all right. Uh, pretty impressive. I'm glad you liked it. Let me go over everything I've been playing. Oh geez, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean it's a lot, but it's not a bunch I want to uh, stay on. Um, uh, how about that Animal Crossing? Okay. Oh, yeah, Animal Crossing. I played I five minutes played and determined that I wasn't going to stick to it. I so. probably played less than that, and I was like, I opened it two separate on two separate occasions, and I just audibly sighed and then exited the app. I'm level twenty two. Jesus Christ! Nice. You stick it to it, huh? It's pretty fun. Game of the year. All right. Yeah, I, I know. I definitely know some people who are huge Animal Crossing fans, as well as just wanting something to play on their phones and really into it. I can't wait to hear Will's top 10 list and it'll all just be like Fire Emblem Heroes, Animal Crossing <laughs> Pocket Camp, Egg Ink, Flippy Knife. Yeah. No, I don't know. Flippy Knife is pretty good though. Flippy Knife is pretty good. I think on my list, Flippy Knife has the honorable everyone's playing it award. Flippy <laughs> Knife is at the bottom of my mobile games list. I didn't like Flippy Knife. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's probably my he favorite. Disney, I liked, I liked the first Road. few times you flipped it and it happened and I was like, that's cool. I don't know. It's it got good. such a good feel to it though. I've been playing it less and less to be fair, but I still think it's probably the one game that I want to like look at my mobile games list. I'm like, yeah, I can always play Flippy Knife. Flippy Knife is like the fidget spinner of mobile games. That's exactly what Dylan said first time I brought it up. Yeah. Did I really say that? I was I was like, yeah, I could just sit there and kind of idle swipe my hand and play this game. And you were like, Alex, have you heard of fidget spinners? And <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I've never yeah. played Animal Crossing. So I'll this play. isn't the best Animal Crossing. That's what that's what I've heard. A good that, introduction. That, that's to Animal why I've Crossing. Heard. But I was just like, oh man, maybe I can finally see what Animal Crossing is all about. And it's just like, go get these apples. Tap on this tree to get this fruit, and then give the fruit to the guy, and the guy's gonna give you something. And yeah. It's like, man, I really don't feel like doing this right now. Animal Crossing is a super cute uh, collection of idle chore mini games that are to help you relax and enjoy the feeling of being part of a really cute village full of animal people. I guess yeah. I would enjoy that more with analog controls. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's a stupid hang up to have, but you have a 3DS. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, New Leaf is probably the better, best one to come out in here so far. So mm. I got the lime green Ooh. new 3DS Ooh. with Super Mario World installed. There you go. And I played like five minutes of Super Mario World. And I was like, yeah, Super Mario World. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, there's like several things I really like about the new Animal Crossing. Uh, first of all, the animals are cute. Uh, the second thing I really like is kind of like one of the things I like about Mountain Blade Warband. Oh, it's I'm excited like for this comparison. Looking, <laughs> You look at the overworld map and you see like who's got what or who who wants what I have. And then you, you like make a path and then you determine what things I can get on that path and if that extends my path. Okay. And that's just like a little thing that my brain's like, yes, yes, <laughs> making a plan. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then like Warband, I'll just be like, you know, this, you know, iron's really expensive here. So if I go and get it where it's super cheap, I can go up there and sell it. But on the way, let's make some, like, I don't just want to like go across the map eight times for iron. I want to like plan out my life. So I like that about it. And then the other thing I really like is that people have their market box thing where you if you if you run out of space in your inventory or if you just want to do it you can put stuff up for sale and all of your friends can look through your stuff and buy stuff and so what i've been doing is uh rock rock <laughs> rock trash i go through like all my like 100 friends and see what they're selling and i buy stuff super cheap and then flip it for a profit on my market box. And it's really nice because what I do is I specialize in fruit. So everybody knows like Will's the dude to go to. Will's if got the need, hook If up. you need that fruit. I got your fruit. I got 10 cherries right now for you. For a thousand bells. I feel like if Will like fully embraced free market capitalism, he would be like <laughs> a modern day oil baron or something. <laughs> but it's really cool because like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy like five five cherries for a hundred bells and then another five cherries for a hundred bells from somebody else and then i'll put them up for sale for a thousand and inevitably somebody buys it and then the tom nook teamsters come out and they're like oh the cover the market and they <laughs> right. break your knees with yeah. that but yeah so i don't know it's not the it's not the best animal crossing game. it's been fun watching julie play it because she's never played an animal crossing game and she's like so into how cute the animals are mm-hmm. she's like way ahead of me she brags about it all the time. My husband sucks at this game, but I'm so good. <laughs> Look at all these motherfucking bells. Look at these leaf tickets. I got so many leaf tickets. Yeah. Are you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, suck. So- <laughs> uh, weird grunt. Suck. So- <laughs> oh, you know what I have been playing? Huh? This will just take a second. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. I can pop in here for five minutes. Uh-huh. And- Talk about a game I've played too, you guys. Uh, rim rhymed castle, rhyme rimmed capsule, R- rimmed. Is this a sex thing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Rimmed capsule, rimmed capsule. Where do you pretty, find these fucking? Oh, games? I've seen this. This is an old game. Is that like yeah, isometric it's, Tetris? It's been around for a little while, hasn't it? Yeah. So this is. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's been around for years. And I've always wanted to try and get into it, and I finally did, and it's very good. Better it's around uh, like 13, 14, 2013, 14. I thought you were like 13 or 14 years. Yeah, I was going to say, holy oh. shit. How long um, have phones been around? But you say headphones? 
No, phones. phones. Oh. Like smartphones. Well, I think it's also on Steam, though. Is it? Yeah. It's just like a um, you build out your uh, this little space station, but it's all just like isometric, super simple graphics. It's just like resource management, but it's like pretty good. It's really nice. Got really good sound. Cool. It, it looks. Uh, they look like Tetraminos. Yeah, they are. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty. No, 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 no. So like a remix of that in there somewhere. Yeah. How no, about it's all like ambient? How about Type B? You guys know your Tetris music. That's the second time Type B has come up. Well, before we were talking about heat and chill. Yeah. Fever and chill. I'm sorry. That's it. Get together. I was like, I won't f- mess it up this time. <laughs> but I messed it up. Uh, but yeah. Like yeah that's that. what I've been playing. That's, that's Will's secret dark horse. Okay. For game of the year. <laughs> um, What else have I been playing? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I played some Cards Against Humanity because I subscribed to the Cards Against Humanity holiday pack this year. Right. The subscription. Doing pretty well. Cards Against Humanity saves America. But that's not as good as Prongles. <laughs> let me tell you. Did, Alex, did we talk about Prongles with you? All right. Let me tell you about Prongles. Uh, so Cards Against Humanity decided to... Uh, uh, not be cards against humanity anymore. They decide the the board game market saturated. They don't they don't want to be part of it. But you know what market's hot? Snack foods. Snack foods. I, I did see this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they so cardsagainstmanity.com will redirect to originalprongles.com. Original <laughs> And they have this knockoff Pringle called Prongles that you can buy in Target. And there are two flavors. I think it's potato and salt. <laughs> and cream and onion <laughs> and their uh, tagline is once you pop that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <good. laughs> and yeah, you should just go to originalprongles.com to find out more because have you had any i haven't i haven't tasted the the supple flavor of prongle not yet but uh i hope too soon but yeah play some cards against humanity uh, when you wanted to play a bunch of uh, uh, NES Classic and... No, just NES Classic. None of the Super Nintendo bullshit. Right. Uh, so we played Super Mario Brothers 1, Super Mario Brothers 3, and uh, Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty good. Pretty I good. love Dr. Mario. She made me up my level because I kept beating her, and so she wanted a handicap. So I had to like go to level 1 or 2 while she was still on level 0. <laughs> so... Get what? Sorry, we're not in this like friggin' oh level goodness. level infinity or whatever where you're at. Well, there's literally <laughs> oh just one gosh. open gap in the pill bottle. Get it together. <laughs> level one. There's like three. Dylan, there's like three. <laughs> there's like three levels. No, there's like three, three viruses. viruses. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i need <laughs> that's probably one of the great joys in life is watching somebody play like that, <laughs> that like that's so poorly that that level this can, is like, really mess tough up. yeah but you guys were playing versus so it was like the stakes were high <laughs> it was it was it was a game of love but like i've seen people play like single player and like really beef it on like a low level like that and it's just so funny and all the viruses laughing at you yeah yeah so that was fun. Um, I also played HQ, the hot new trivia game uh, by the okay, creators of, of Vine. Uh, 
and that's pretty good. I played that a couple this times. This thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like this thing? I fucking whiffed yesterday because they threw a sports trivia question at me. And they're like, when did, where did this coach go? What college was this coach at before he went to UCLA? And I'm like, who fucking, what? These aren't real people. These aren't real places. Mm-hmm. So I only got like four questions deep in that. Who's your favorite host? Scott. Of course. When Scott's not on, free Scott. <laughs> Bring Scott back. <laughs> No, it was like a big deal because uh, apparently the CEO thought Scott was getting too popular. So uh. he was like freaking out and Scott went and did like a, a an interview with some magazine or something. And Scott said like he likes going to Sweet Greens or whatever, some salad place for lunch or something. And the CEO was like, we don't have sponsorship with this restaurant, but don't do any more interviews. <laughs> Like he's insane. Wow, the way I've heard him described to me. So I, I fucking, I, I don't know. It's it's. Are weird. you looking forward to Vine two? Yeah, V two. Yeah, yeah. I'm real excited. I feel like I need to get on this Vine train. Yeah, on the second I totally time. Totally missed it the first time. <laughs> RVA Game Jam's Vine. Yeah, yeah. You can make some funny vines. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, here's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> woof woof. Just do a bunch of vines like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, it's a good vine. <laughs> it's a good vine. Sweet, sweet vine. Um, sweet, sweet vine. <laughs> sweet, sweet vine. I also played uh, that new Puzzle Fighter that's on oh, the iPhone. That new Puzzle Fighter on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. That narrows it down. No, it's literally Puzzle Fighter. Oh, the Capcom just, okay. re released Puzzle Fighter, but for smartphones. I didn't know they just named it hmm. so blatantly. Yeah. With absolutely no creative input whatsoever. <laughs> no, I was literally looking. <laughs> I was looking for the name of this game because I knew it was called Puzzle Fighter, but it's like it's called Puzzle Fighter Heroes, Puzzle Fighter Mobile. No, it's just called Puzzle Fighter. I'm like, great. And there's like a thousand Puzzle Fighter spinoffs that are all Puzzle Fighters. It's, yeah. What was the big one? The Japanese one that was around for a while, Puzzle and Dragons. Yeah. That yeah. one was fucking huge because they had a Mario crossover for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I never played any of them. Oh, the. Models in this look very bad. The models are show Alex. The models are terrifying. <laughs> it's like because so like Puzzle Fighter for like PS One, they're like super chibi looking. Just like they look like that that like World of Final Fantasy game or the 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 Final Fantasy music. World of Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's a real game. Okay, <laughs> but they they like um have uh. But they used to be like all chibi and cute looking in previous versions, but now they're just like big bobblehead freaks. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Like Ryu is just just giant head on this on his body. And I'm super uncomfortable. It's like, you know, it looks like like the like the 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 human soldiers and small soldiers. That's what it reminds me of. Just it's like, so sad because Capcom has such a rich history of having like amazing artists on their Squad. I think they executed them all. I think you're right. <laughs> they just like, you know what? Street Fighter 4, crowning achievement. Back of the shed, boys. Yeah, there you go. Uh but yeah, it's fine. It's it's a, it's like a match gem matching um versus game. Kind of like Dr. Mario or something. It's fine. It's I don't know, nothing to write home about. People freak out about Puzzle Fighter and I've never I never played it before and I was like, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, there's, there's like a super meter and you activate it and attack. 
Okay. All right. Are there other abilities that you can use in the fight? You can. So you want to combine the same color gem into either a square or a rectangle, uh-huh. right? So like a two by two grid or like a three by two grid. And depending on the shape you make, it and I think maybe it's orientation. If it's going up or or if it's going vertical or horizontally, it activates a different uh, combo from that character. And so like. If it's a square, Ryu will do a Hadouken. But if it's a rectangle, he'll do it. The other one, Shoryuken. Shoryuken. Sure you can. Tatsumachi Senpucha. Yeah, <laughs> that's that Chun Li one, isn't it? No. Oh, that's, that's a Ryu one. That's, oh, okay. That's the whirlwind. Kick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Fireball. <laughs> Dragon punch. What was that Ego Raptor joke from back in the day? Oh. Uh, like, I'd like some pound cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like some pound cake. What? Okay, so it's uh, people like, yeah. Uh, God, I, because I, I, of how bit crushed the original voice acting was in like the arcade games. Um, uh, Ryu during doing his role when King would be like, I'd like to pound cake, and, like, <laughs> something like that. And then, <laughs> and then, so really Eager after made it like one of his earlier videos is is called Blanca makes pound cake, and it's like <laughs> Blanca like shows up is like, guys, I made pound cake, and then like Ryu just like in the back, like <laughs> spins, Ryu out. just spins into frame, like I'd like to pound cake. It's <laughs> <laughs> funnier than it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a real deep ego cut yeah and then he made a sequel to it which is sequelitis uh, well uh, he, he did like like one where where apparently like deadly like this one wasn't so much uh funny this one wasn't because it wasn't like misheard because of a bit crush or anything it was just actually the name of the attack but it was like oh deadly at a counter in a deli or something and like an old woman cuts in front of him and and then deadly goes cross counter and like, <laughs> like, punches the old woman out you know <laughs> Uh, I know nothing about Street Fighter outside the characters, and the characters just fascinate me. Yeah. Like, just, like, even, like, the stupid shit, like, oh, he was called Charlie in this region, but in this region, he's called Nash, and then they had to call him Charlie Nash, and now he's just Nash, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Like, why am I so fascinated by this? Yeah. Skull Mania. Uh, like, uh, how, wasn't it M. Bison was, like, the name of the, uh... Oh, right. What was it? The punchy guy. <laughs> Yes, oh. Bison was a different character, and then M. Bison was called something else. It was like because the the punchy dude was like a a take on Mike Tyson, right? M. Tyson, right? Then I guess somebody was like, "You can't do that," and they're like, "Fine, we'll just switch him around because none of this makes sense anyway." <laughs> and then there, and then the punchy character became Balrog, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I respect the classics. Some Zangief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, uh, it's funny, though, because like you have like... Because one of the first characters you unlock in Puzzle Fighter is Dan. It's not even Ken. Like I would be like, okay, I'm going to get Ken next. It's like Dan. I'm like, this is... We're, this isn't even like the fucking permutation of Ryu. It's the permutation of the permutation of Ryu. <laughs> like we expect it to go Ryu, then Ken, then Dan. Right. But it just goes stri- skip straight Dan. 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 This stupid, like, <laughs> single, like, his fucking one piece of hair. Poof. Yeah, yeah, it's like fucking poof. Superman equivalent of a... I have no idea who Dan is. <laughs> As you should not know. 
He's re he's the same archetype as Ryu and Ken, except he's got a pink gi and a oh, black oh. t shirt underneath it. Yeah. And and like like Dylan said, single point of hair going uh, ponytail. Yeah, and a ponytail. Mm -hmm. Um dirty blonde hair or something. It's it's like, you know, the I think he came in in like two or three because like Ken was originally a clone character of Ryu and they made Dan to be like faster but like weaker. Because I think Ken's supposed to be the slower but stronger Ryu. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, if, if Ken is slower and stronger and Dan is faster but weaker, is he not just Ryu again? Then Ryu. Well, then Ryu. Oh, then Ryu. Ryu's, okay. Ryu's the middle. Got it. Yeah. So he's the, the part. He's the equilibrium. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's the top of the triangle. Got it. Cool. <laughs> Remember that huge uh, controversy about poison when they brought poison to four because uh, she was trans. Oh, but there was their their retcon. Is. It was this trans. Well, woman. because she was she was in um, Streets of Fury, not in Street Fire. Oh, okay. Um, poison was a character in Streets of Fury that. I, it was only mentioned in like the game manual, I think, and through some removed sprites, you could see some things. And then I think when they brought her to Street Fire, she uh, just became full on like female, and they kind of retconned it, yeah. right? Yeah, because she could like turn herself into a man, or was originally a man, turned herself into a woman, or something I... through magic in like Streets maybe. of Fury. Maybe I don't know. Okay, I don't know. It was I'm weird. Look that up. <laughs> the full history is probably even weirder. again not knowing much about Street Fighter, but just like seeing that. When that happened, because it's like, oh, cool, we have trans representation in this game, but then people like being super transphobic about it. Yeah. On the other hand, I mean, it was it was the early '90s. You know, at that point, not big on the public mind, but oh, I'm saying this happened in Street Fighter Four. Oh, did it? Like when they brought her into Street Fighter Four, this all came out. I didn't hear they about had, that. The, okay, the never mind. Director had addressed it. I thought like, she was in Street Fighters before Four. I think so, but I think. When she was a DLC character in four, it brought it all back uh, to the four. Oh, gotcha. Front. To the forefront of the American public. Right, 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 right. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat lore, y'all. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Realm, Nether Realm. Is, uh, You're already way uh, beyond me. Uh, <laughs> noob Cybot. Noob Cybot is, is Boone and Tobias backwards. <laughs> I, I, I actually have to. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to go well I, I was gonna say probably around like 4 15 okay so. where are we at uh we're okay. still going through your games <laughs> all right no i'm done that was it okay cool uh so we'll talk about we'll talk about uh game awards we'll talk about loom dare you want to talk loom dare do you not want to talk loom dare i mean i don't have too much to talk about loom dare we did it it was cool alex game is the best <laughs> yeah alex game is pretty dope alex Thanks, game guys. please play pizza matic 5000 3000 5000 5000 all right it's really just Pizzamatic at this point. I don't think anyone's saying the 5,000. Pizzamatic. <laughs> you need someone to be like doing like the Arctic Thunder intro, but super Italian. Yeah, yeah. And then some like wavy text or something. It's got pizza making. I'm proud of it. And yeah. Uh, Dylan's and Will's are cool too, though. Don't let them give eh, me all of my Mine's whatever. I liked Will's. Uh, Will's is good. Will's is good. Um, kept, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> there's... Uh, Somebody wrote a really good review on my uh, LD page. It was like a page long. Whoa. Jesus Christ. And like at first I was just <laughs> and like. I didn't give him a heart. <laughs> no, it's just like, here we go. You know, the original this... Metal Gear is very innovative <laughs> and you, you shouldn't yeah. be making fun of it in this way. But he, he brought up a lot of interesting uh, 
interesting things that I didn't think people would really catch. I've gotten a lot of really small comments about how people can't figure out how to play my game. That's, that's so weird to me. And obviously, like, I had you standing right next to me, and you'd be like, then this is how you play it. And I was like, cool, got it. But, like, I threw in a tutorial, and I thought I wrote everything down, and I could have sworn it was pretty easy, but I still, like, saw streams of people, like, picking up a tomato and carrying it all the way over to the cheese machine and then putting it into the cheese slot. I'm like, why isn't it working? And I'm just like, I can only do so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, y- your entire game takes place in, like, a pretty small room that, like, even if you don't really understand it, should be uh, should be pretty immediately understood just through trial and error. I don't know. I, 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 enough people have figured it out that I've gotten a lot of comments that are like, "Oh, it's super fun!" And like, you know, my high score is four, or my high score is one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, am I holding the high score right now? Uh, so actually, one of the so Tyler in the Slack brought up a streamer that he apparently shared everyone's game with. Um, I went back and watched the uh, the vod of them playing mine. Um, just that bit because I couldn't find where they were playing everyone else's. It seemed a little scattered. Apparently, mine was at the very end. That's okay. what Tyler said. Gotcha. Um, and uh, they discovered the true speed run strat that I didn't even think of. Right, which was pre-prepare the basically just make DiGiorno pizzas, like and like cook them all a- later. After it was cooked, they didn't throw them. They kept them in the room, and they were like, if it was the same order, they like found <laughs> the pizza they had pre-made and just scanned it again and put it back on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Oh. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, interesting that's weird they kept all the pizzas they made and just used it if it like came up again so that's more an exploit yeah it's an exploit but i think i'm gonna keep it it's kind of just funny to see people (laughs) using that i like that yeah dude people finding exploits to ld games is like kind of one of the most satisfying parts of it to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely um but yeah, I pl- I made a game called polyos which is just a twin stick shooter the theme was the more you have the worse it is and uh my game you shoot enemies and they blow up and you collect their pieces their dead bodies and it makes your ship bigger and bigger but it makes it weaker over time galen's I, game of the year watching galen's i couldn't make heads or tails of it i'm like what what's going on it's like dense but it's cool i mean i mean it's like it's a it's a cooperative shoot them up yeah cooperative two player shmup but one of them can't shoot yeah, one of them has shields and the other one shoots. Okay. And the shield is like kind of the main character. They have all the agency really. So you can use the shields to bash enemies. But when your shields get taken away, that energy gets swapped to the other player who gets like a better shooting ability. Interesting. And then at any point, the shield character can bring back that shield energy to have bigger shields. Hmm. That's totally crazy to me. I love it. And, ooh, what was? Uh, I really like Tyler's. I think his might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. I just like his monster. His monster is so cute. Is it's so cute and like actually like super well put together. Disorienting as hell. And I'm I think sure that's the point. Galen's was called Bit Swapper, and Tyler's is All uh, Day I Dream About Eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. I also want to say I played uh, Amos's mm-hmm. LD game, Amos from uh, Itch, and it's like it's Gwent, but different. It's really interesting. Um, it's a card game, and all the, all the cards are like uh, medieval units. So there's like a priest and a, and a, a knight and an archer and stuff, and they all do 
different abilities. So the goal is to use, once you've used up, you and your opponent have used up all your cards, you, um, you, uh, whoever has the most cards remaining on the field loses. Right. So the goal is to play cards that cause the other person to accumulate more cards. So basically you have peasants that don't do anything, but they, you lay them down. Um, and so they add more to your tally cause you only play, you only have cards of your color, but if you play down an archer, an archer has an ability says when you play another card on top of archer, it makes whatever ability the car- the the card you're playing has apply to everything to the left or to the right, whichever way the archer is pointing. Right. So like you have a priest whose ability is invert all the colors. So you play the priest card on top of the archer and it inverts all the colors in whatever direction the the priest is pointing. Or there's like another one, I forget what, it's like a shaman or something, and they do like an area of effect. It's like a three by three grid centered around that card. And so when you play the priest on top of that, it inverts all the cards in a three by three grid. Huh. Um, so the goal is to like kind of wait, wait out and hold on to your good cards and see how uh, the other person plays and then start swapping all the colors so they end up having more cards on the field. That's pretty interesting. And you have like a necromancer that you can pull cards from the field to play. Um, but you can also play those cards on top of theirs. So if there's a, so you're blue and they're red. If there's a red archer, you can still play your priest on top of that and it'll invert all the cards. That mm-hmm. archer will then become your color, but everything to the left or right of it will become whatever mm-hmm. opposite color. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. It's kind of broken though. I had to play it in a vertical monitor because <laughs> <laughs> cool. horizontally it like wasn't fitting the entire play field. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. But, but yeah, that was Lundari. Had a lot of fun. Um, immediately afterwards, I'm like, I'm going to try Pico 8 <laughs> and started tooling around with that Cool to maybe do that for the next one. How's that going? Uh, I made a thing animate. Nice. Sweet. And that's, I was like, that's pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty big task. I made a turnstone nice. and it turns. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was like, okay, how do I do collision? And it's like, well, you got flag things and you flag things and it compares the flags and then it's like, okay, I'm not later. Yeah. Do, deal with took this. me the longest time to figure out too. I'm deal still trying this. to deal with collision that's kind of weird but those flags are project. super handy i don't know where they are because like nothing is labeled inside the 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 machine yeah the fancy console so i'm just like mm-hmm. so i think it's just labeled f maybe <laughs> oh. and then there's like eight buttons i was turn on and off i was having fun with the music thing though i was just like drawing stuff and seeing how it worked yeah but yeah 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 game awards so okay we can brush through this real quick yeah it's only like two or three things on there I want to talk about. Yeah, we got half an hour. Okay. Um, no, just run through the list. Fastball. Um, this is uh, you want me? I didn't write down like who won. Do we care about who won? Who won? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild won. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, Cuphead won indie game of the year. Yeah. Just kind of bummed out at like good for Cuphead, but I kind of wanted Night in the Woods to win. Mm. But, um, but these are the announcements. You ready for the announcements? Yes. Announcements are cool. World War Z. The game. I don't know what that eh. is. By Saber Interactive, the people that made R.I.P.D. the game in God Mode. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which okay. R.I.P.D. the game is really bad. Yeah, I'm not expecting much. The movie looked pretty bad. The movie is really bad. Oh, is it? It's horrible. Oh, I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's a Pepsi advertisement for the most part. <laughs> it's really um, good. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that recontextualizes so much of the movie for me. It's, yeah. It, I, mean, I mean, and there is the one bit where they like crash into a Pepsi truck too. And, like, oh, I don't remember in, like, that. Full view. It's, it's bad. It's got That's Jeff funny. Bridges, right? Oh, R.I.P.D.? 
No, we're talking about World War Z. World War oh, Z. Yeah, I'm talking about RIPD. No, oh. RIPD is bad. Yeah, I was I was wondering like I was like this really. This whole podcast is like really casting a weird light on This isn't Dylan. You're not Dylan. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. World War Z. It it was watchable. I thought it was fine. It wasn't like, yeah. But I was like, okay, fine. I saw it. I was very mad about the whole thing. Did you, are you a big fan of the books or something? Uh, Well, it's like, from what I hear, it's so far removed from the book, though. Like, the original writer is just, apparently, he gave an interviewer who was like, I can't be upset about the movie because the movie isn't the book. Right, <laughs> but it would also be like kind of impossible to write, make a movie off that book because isn't the book just a bunch of letters? Like it's kinda, written, yeah. written in the form of like letters to one another and stuff. Any movie that's like a zombie movie that isn't like a post-zombie movies zombie movie is bullshit in my opinion. So it had that going against it. But the game, it's like, oh man, film games are back baby and then it's just a bunch of like kind of bad looking zombies like just yeah. running through streets and like looks like a poor man's left for dead 3 that's exactly what it looked like yeah. i was like okay you made like a bad left for dead knockoff cool so anyway anyways um alchemy labs vacation simulator looks as good as everything alchemy makes yep um accounting plus did you guys see that trailer? Yeah. No. That trailer was fantastic. This is a good trailer. It was so manic. And and clearly everything that Justin Roiland is good at is going right into it. It's, it's funny <laughs> because like the the character that like first speaks is like just a like barely it's it's just Morty but with like barely an extra affectation on top of it. It's just like <laughs> I'm just going to do the Morty voice. I'm like, all right, all right fine. There you go. It's just like this this weird like thing that like comes out of a tree she's like fuck you fuck you get out of my fucking world this is my world <laughs> it's a good morning impersonation <laughs> or Royland impersonation uh i guess i watched too much rick and morty then. um but yeah that just looked crazy and dan was a big fan of the fir- the original accounting so yeah. I'm, I'm curious how much of this is just that again or how much of it is more uh, like more extra stuff mm-hmm so much stuff happened in the, like the part where he's like doing surgery on the guy and then you're shooting at the cops <laughs> like driving next to you it's weird I, i've seen a full playthrough of the original where they just tried to show off every single little toy in the whole uh sandbox and yeah definitely following suit it's it's crazy there's a lot they're like they're like take care of my bomb and they give you a delicious like a animated looking bomb the bomb's talking to you it's like hey hey what's going on the entire (laughs) area is on fire so you're just like trying to keep it out of the fire it's going like gotta keep me away from the fire buddy (laughs) oh so weird yeah it's great psvr only though yeah it's weird um from software's mystery title bloodborne 2 yeah i think i don't think i think the there's not a lot that's really pointing towards Bloodborne 2. Bloodborne 3. It has like a Japanese script in the background. So oh, it would have to be true. a pretty big departure from the Romanian Gothic architecture. Hmm. Bloodborne knee. This is coming from a diehard oh. from fan. <laughs> I've already looked into all the possibilities. And all the theories. I got a board at home. Yeah. <laughs> Red string everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hideo Kojima, and then, all right, G- Jeff Knightley. I will so, say it doesn't look like it's going to be an Armored Core game. Uh, what, yeah. a shame. what a shame! What a shame! What a shame! Demon kind Souls of what too. A shame though. Yeah, I mean, it could. It there's there's a little bit of support for a Demon Souls too, but just because like there's 
the Eastern lands and uh, Demon Souls one has a lot of lore about shadows. So what is it? Shadows die twice is what the like tagline was. Yeah, that's what it said. Mm. But yeah, so you, you only know. you only die twice. Yold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. What's next? What we got uh Campus Santo's new game, In the Valley of Gods. They've got facial animations. Oh my god, it's but it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it, done super well. It's like you know, I was looking at the so so base plot summary is that I think it takes place in like the nineteen tens, nineteen twenties, and you're like Egyptian excavators or explorers, explorers and you're, you're making a yeah. documentary. So you like set up a tripod and like an old camera and then you take shots of stuff and then at the end of the game apparently you're going to watch your entire documentary of what you shot. You've got to place your bets on uh, supernatural fakeouts. It's going to be something weird and kooky but actually no it's not. <laughs> There's going to be a death somewhere that yeah. <laughs> that might be tipped at very early in the game. Yeah. Um, oh man, something weird's going on. Oh no, it's been explained as something totally normal. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, so, like the the like landscape aesthetic is like a lot of it's very similar to Firewatch. Like obviously, like sand is a new thing in this game, <laughs> but all like the rocky crags and plateaus and stuff. It's got Pain- very good rocks. Painterly rocks. Very good yeah. rocks. Ali Moss rocks. Um, and uh, I'm curious if. If that played into it and their art director was like, look, if we just repurpose a lot of this stuff, like not saying like the exact same assets, but a lot of this design, lazy devs, we can make this facial animation look awesome <laughs> so we can spend all the time on this character that you'll be looking at for the entire game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not just some like helicopter pilot at the end of the game. that's just going <laughs> just waving at you. Yeah. <laughs> beckoning you. Um, Jay Rockin tweeted out, though, I thought this was funny, that a Japanese gaming site did a CSS crawl on their website a couple of days before the Game Awards uh-huh. and found all the assets to the game on there and then <laughs> reported on it and no one picked it up. Nice. Yeah. So he was like, shout out to these guys who actually broke the story, but no one cared to listen to them. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild DLC. Look, got a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. Let me tell you how stupid that motorcycle is. <laughs> tell me how is. excited you are about this motorcycle. I'm very excited. Not at all. It's just, it's it's the Skyrim mountain climbing, but way faster. Because that was like a 45 degree slope that that, that link was going up. Here's what this motorcycle means to me. All the people that were like, this is like a Miyazaki film, but in a game. Like, now this like motorcycle is basically just being like, no, it's not. It's Akira now. Don't you love Akira? <laughs> this is not Akira. Come on. That's like motorcycle. a motorcycle. So Miyazaki, like Miyazaki also has magic robots going on, man. It does he totally have, does he have d- ancient dirt bikes? He's got... Look, I, I, what I'm saying, like, you want a motorcycle? That's cool. Make it a like interesting monobike design. Make it a light, something that's like... Light cycle? Yeah, it's something that fits the aesthetic of the world. But this is like straight up, they just like got like a cheap Yamaha dirt bike and was like, slap some of them ancient artifact runes on there, boys. That's make what a, this motorcycle does. <laughs> like, yeah, is it, is, it's probably going to be fun. I think that's cool. But uh, it just looks so terrible. I forgot how much Will puts, put, puts looks over fun. Yeah. 
Well, there's there's a there's a time and a place. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I think it's cool. I haven't touched any I, DLC. Yeah, I need for to actually game. pick it up to figure out what this new story content is. But that um, I should do that. I am going to do that. Looks good. Soul Calibur Six. I didn't even realize uh, what's Soul the Calibur next was still thing around on the list. Soul yeah. Calibur Six. <laughs> I wonder. I, I, maybe it's I gonna be care. like Darth Maul <laughs> in uh, yeah, in Ray. That'd be cool. I guess Darth Maul in the PS4 version. Ray and Darth Maul. I, would the last Soul Calibur I played was two, and that was because it had Link on the cover. And I was not Spawn. You can get the Xbox One with Spawn. Is that what they had? Okay. And then PS2 had uh the, the who's Heihachi, the Tekken guy. Okay, is that his name? I don't know. Oh. I don't. I'm not a big Soul Calibur person. You're my you're my fighting game guy. It's, I'm not a big Soul Calibur person. No, but te- that guy's from Tekken. Oh well, I actually don't play a whole lot of Tekken either, but. Useless. Sorry, useless. Yeah, uh, Fortnite Battle Royale, fifty versus fifty. It's cool. I yeah. I liked the big trailer of them building massive forts. That might be my only incentive to try that game out again. Is yeah. that I'm going to be on a team. I think that would like greatly help the fort stuff, and also help me like having not not using headphones while playing it and have no situational ra- awareness. I'll just <laughs> stick to a group of like ten people. And when they all half of them get gunned down, I'm like, oh, there's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I like Fortnite's continuing tradition of let's come up with mechanics that we can just throw at it and see what sticks. Yeah, I am disappointed that apparently it's a limited time only though. Yeah, that's that's oh, weird. really I I almost certainly doubt that yeah, that's I mean, going I mean, to yeah, st- it's stay that it's way. Not gonna stay Same that deal way, with chicken it's... fries, but you see how they came back, right? So. Oh man, I can't wait for the Fortnite chicken fries <laughs> <laughs> mode. Uh, all right. I know you guys are excited for this one. Here it comes. Bayonetta, one, two, and three. Oh, that's not Death Stranding. Oh. Never mind. Well, that's next. Oh, I'm still kind of excited. Though. Bayonetta, that Bayo. Yeah, I never, I never played Bayonetta. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. When they were like, "Oh, and Platinum's got another game coming," you know, right before they teased the third one, I, I was like, "Legend Core 2. No, I was like, <laughs> "Wonderful 102. Wonderful 102. <laughs> Wonderful 102. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Get 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 your witch time. Yeah, but I'm Bayonetta three is still good. Um, that's still exciting. I'm a bit. Uh, I was about to say I'm a big Bayonetta fan. I was like, why would I say that? I've never played Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. They just shit. tricked you somehow. <laughs> Brainwashed. Yeah, really. All right, and then Death Stranding, some weird game. So didn't make sense. Del, so Will, it. what's your theory? Because like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and here's say, my like, theory. Kojima has gone completely off the reservation. Here's my theory. Is you can never judge a Kojima game based on the trailer. So still waiting on that sure. Moby Dick Productions game. Well, I I hear that studio went under. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I I'll say like from the from all the teasers and the small other trailer with uh, Guillermo with the baby. Yeah, I would say that I'm very excited about the design of this game. I, I'm still very much digging the this sort of concept that's it's very Guillermo, it's very Lovecraft, very Junji Ito, of just like cosmic horror that is so far beyond human com- comprehension, right? And has no care for us, and like that's the kind of cor- the kind of horror that I really latch onto. Yeah, and I'm just so excited to see how they play it out. Yeah, and I also think that like the kind of people that usually make games that are like that like do it pretty poorly. Yeah, like 
Bloodborne has been probably the first like Lovecraftian sort of game, which is it isn't really Lovecraftian, but it definitely draws a lot from that like aesthetic. And that's been the first time I've ever seen Lovecraftian stuff in a game where I was just like, wow, that's cool. You know, have, oh. most of the time it's just like very like monster energy drink kind of. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just like, I'll listen to Metallica and here's what I think is cool. <laughs> demons demons and monsters demons and monsters make you insane i think one of the aesthetics i really enjoy the most in just in video games in general is like uh japanese designers doing like sort of like uh a very far far away sort of take on something like uh like dark souls being medieval fantasy just being like this is completely medieval fantasy but it's so far removed from western medieval fantasy that it's like doing something interesting yeah i think that's the same with like all this lovecraftian stuff the the whole of death stranding is very much that sense of of what if we took lovecraft and ran it through you know the, the kojima, kojima filter, filter. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to see cthulhu with giant double d's boys <laughs> i gotta breathe through my skin <laughs> um so, so how much of this do you think is just like repurposed Silent Hills? Because I was I was thinking about that because I I didn't consider this a horror game at first, like from the first like one or two trailers, right? But now thinking about, it, I was like, oh, maybe it is, and maybe they're just like, oh, for sure, trying to take a lot of the ideas they had for Silent Hills and just and and do it without the Silent Hills property and without the restrictions that Silent Hills had, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they might try and tackle a lot of the same like ideas and themes, but. Uh, uh, like the aesthetics of Silent Hill taking place like in houses and in a town, I think is out the window. Yeah, it's it's clearly like a Ground Zero city or something going on. I was also gonna ask Will, do you have any interest in Evil Within? Since you're talking about like, I don't I don't, I don't know if no. Evil Within would be like classified as Lovecraftian, right? But, yeah. but no, what, I, what I played of the first one just seemed a little too on the nose and very much like an American horror film of everything gets explained eventually and it yeah. loses its but scare. Is, but is the guy me Resident Evil Four? Don't you love Resident Evil Four? Is the best game ever? Well, Resident Evil Four is a really great action game, but I wouldn't call it an amazing horror game. Sure. Yeah. Um, in like your super widescreen experience, the really big <laughs> uh, bars, horizontal bars on the top and bottom. Apparently Sorry. people were like taking that out, like editing the I and I file. Huh. And you could pull the 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 letterboxing out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um Witch Fire? I actually okay, first of all, I gotta mention I love the trailer for this one. It was pretty it was very striking. And that was a, such a good fake out to be like, you know, just walking around calmly, peacefully, story events happening, and it's like from the makers of Ethan Carter. I'm like, oh, it's a walking sim, and I kind of mentally checked out. You know, it was like, all right, I'm en- I'm enjoying like watching this, but I'm probably not gonna be too invested. And then like the monster shows up and he pulls out a gun and the black screen says but also bullet storm and painkiller. I was like, what? <laughs> that's like they 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 did very well. That's that's quite an interesting fusion. Yeah, and I was uh, yeah, and honestly, on paper, bullet storm and painkiller is a match made in heaven. Right. Those yeah. two those two mechanical shooter playgrounds, uh, sandboxes. Just that that in my head, I was just like me, like oh my god, that meshes so well. 
I can see that being awesome, and I'm I'm now actually excited for Witchfire. And I like the aesthetic, like Painkiller, like is out, like very like Doom esque, and it's like blood and demons, meh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like kind of I, don't know, I guess Bloodborne. It's like kind of like you know Halloweeny and gothic horror-y, and look at these guys. They all look like Scarecrow from Batman. With like made of fire, but with like scarecrow faces. And that one giant monster was like a beating heart with a skull on it. You know, that kind of like turned around. Like the first one you saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that. He like um, approaches it, this mound and it like starts beating, like pulsing. And then like the head like rears up off the ground and turns around to look right at you. And it's... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, sea of Thieves. All right. Has a cool launch date. March 20th. Game. It looks good. Yeah. I'm excited for a rare game. Mm-hmm. Media Molecules Dreams. I couldn't tell L- what the hell was happening. It's it's going to be another little big planet-esque, but with it like looks, more freedom. It looks very creative, but I was just kind of like, are you just, are you, uh, it looks like they're trying to market a game maker as a game. But that's what they've always done. Oh, a little bit. That's right. The Little Big Planet. Because Little guys. Big Planet went through three is that, and then they had Puppete- Puppeteer. I think they had something after Puppeteer. Yeah. But pu- Puppeteer I didn't. I never saw much gameplay of it, but I think it was less about like like you customized your character, your puppet, and then that was and you played these prefabricated levels. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, GTFO. All right, fine. Jeez, <laughs> I didn't know this was so. It was interesting <laughs> <I'm> here. <laughs> so like we got like a bad left for dead ripoff and like a good looking left for dead ripoff it looks interesting yeah it looks a little bit and it's the payday guys right yep yeah it looks like payday but horror i don't know if the payday guys but like one of the lead designers i think at the very yeah, least because the idea is like you're trying to scavenge these underground vaults of of supplies and stuff but there's monsters that come after yeah, you there's like some sort of zombie equivalent so it's very much a payday sort of team play objective based you know level grinder but with a much cooler looking aesthetic. Yeah. And, and like a bunch of sound based mechanics and stuff. So like And some far better juice just going by the trailer. It look it looked good. As a as opposed to Payday, which sort of feels like wet half life most of the time. <laughs> um, wet half life. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I thought it was cool. I liked all the character interactions. Yeah. Um Metro Exodus. Ugh. Oh, I missed this trailer. Is this where they get out of the subway? Yeah, and they yeah, got they got it's the one where it's the one where yeah you're riding the train across the world. I don't know. I like the idea of, of. I mean, obviously, it's just fucking Snowpiercer. Any other probably just probably like half a dozen other post-apocalyptic stories like that. But I like the idea of getting on a fucking Soviet train with a giant red star on the front of the engine, and you just fucking ride <laughs> it through the snowy landscape. I think that's pretty cool. And I thought I thought you know its initial review back at E3 was pretty cool too, because as much as I love the Metro games, that sewer does get pretty boring yeah um and last but certainly not least PUBG version 1.0 you get in a map and a gun i got a map well and oh, a new map new map There's a new map. map is this the uh no well, no urban it one? is it has like a bunch of like it's uh-huh. much more on based on verticality in the oh, buildings but yeah. there's you can still go outside okay it's and not it's like just an urban jungle got vaulting and vaulting's in. I was watching oh. someone play this morning on the test server because it's all in the test server and they, they were going to run into this room or this building to get some weapons and there was a person that landed right next to them and instead of racing him to the door, he just vaulted through the window. You just hear the pain, the glass shatter, just goes, psh, throws himself in and just picks up all the guns. He's like, well, not going in there. He runs <laughs> to the next building. 
And like within five minutes, I kept hearing glass shattering. And they're like, all right, if you're jumping through a window, say you're jumping through a window. So he was like, that's me. That's me. That's me. (laughs) That's me. Uh, So that looks cool. I'm excited. Getting a rhino, which is cool because I don't see that turn up in video games very often. A rhino? The revolver. Oh. Mm. <laughs> That's like, what that one's called. You had me real excited. I was like so imagining Donkey, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country <laughs> tribute. No, <Dun-dun>. yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta collect these Kong letters. That super cool fu- futuristic revolver that they've been teasing is in real life. Those are called rhinos. Oh, um, that's cool. I can't remember the company that makes them, but I think they're just wicked cool looking and they don't get featured in very many games. Does that take 762 ammo? Do you know? No? Nope. All, right. All right. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's where our relationship ends. <laughs> my, my, my gun knowledge sort of begins and ends. At, Man, they look cool. That's a cool looking gun. I'll put yeah. that gun in my game. Yeah, there you go. It's exactly how I think. Um, <laughs> some guy from Starbreeze that worked on Brothers said, fuck the Oscars. Yes. While introducing a new Way Out trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linda Carter made a plea to save single player games mm. Yeah. Uh, for Bethesda. And that was really weird. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that one. It was like, starts out like, uh, save the animals, like, in the homes of an angel. And then Linda Carter's here, like, hi, I'm Linda Carter. You might know me from something by playing a woman who's wonderful. I'm like, great, cool. This is great. But then she's just talking about, like, please think about people that play single player games. They're pretty <laughs> lost right now. <laughs> well, like, all right. It was a cool, it was a cool little spoof thing. That is cute. Um, I'll and like I, that. I think the one thing I did see was, um, Oh, some guy came up to announce like best uh, narrative direction, which I think Wolfenstein 2 won. I think you're right. And but like his envelope, he did like this jab at EA where he like pulled out the envelope with the winner in and he's like, what got to pay to open it? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Big fan. But yeah, that was that was all the big stuff. Game Awards was good. Game Awards. Um, Dr. Disrespect won the. I'm actually really upset it wasn't half coordinated. That guy's awesome. I was more upset it wasn't Steven. Svon, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I met him at uh, PAX East okay. this year, and he helps run Able Gamers. Dr. Disrespect definitely has the biggest fan following, oh, which yeah. just guesses why it happened. But, um, I mean, yeah. Half Corn super cool. I mean, he speedruns games with one hand. Yeah, I saw Waypoint's mini doc on him, and I was like, this is cool. We were yeah. trying to get him to come for uh, Global Game Jam last year. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, speaking of, do you have anyone lined up for that? Because uh, I might have some ideas if you're maybe if we donate to that Patreon. Yeah, we can donate <laughs> to that Patreon. But it's a dollar thirty. <laughs> it's a dollar. Not, not, not a dollar. <laughs> Damn it! They raised the prices. I can't do it anymore. Will I'm sorry. It's too much. Shit. <laughs> well, I gotta take my my money back. I'm sorry. I'll just get the jar again. <laughs> if you ever get on Gumroad, let me know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gumroad threw some shade at that, and they were like, "Hey." <laughs> Meanwhile, we're taking some of our like processing fees out. So if Ooh. you're interested, and isn't Amazon or PayPal doing something too? I wouldn't be surprised. They're trying to move in on this market now that uh, Patreon's kind of fucked up. Well, Kickstarter is doing Drip. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Okay, yeah. I thought it was oh, PayPal. What is that? It's um, their Patreon yeah. equivalent. Um, it's interesting. It's a and subscription thing. It's been announced, but it sounds like it's going to probably make a big splash if Patreon keeps screwing <laughs> things. Get it? Ah! Hey! <laughs> drip, drip. Splash some water. Drip, drip, drip. Um, Anita Sarkeesian's new podcast is on Drip. Mm. Um, and they're like one of the founder, founding like Drip accounts because it's only, uh, it's invite only right now for, mm. for to create a Drip profile or whatever you call it any right. anyone can pay 
to be a su- supporter or patron or whatever. A dripper. Dr- a dripster. I- Ego dripper. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, Sam's not here because he was in LA. Um, he didn't catch on fire though. He's fine. Thank goodness. Good. Uh, Glad. But I wanted to. But mention- he is lit. Oh, that's, some- that's now you know I'm young. <laughs> Please love me. Do it. Do a dab. <laughs> dab it. <laughs> uh, that was pretty close, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's oh. the that's the 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 A from YMCA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, the, the M. M. I thought I thought he was pantomiming like a forklift, <laughs> <laughs> throwing both of his arms up. Okay. Um, yeah, but I just want to mention uh, Sam really likes Super Mario Odyssey and Monument Valley too. Mm, he's cool. playing those, so just bringing that up. Oh, maybe a, he didn't a wanna... hint at the game of the year podcast that's right Be- best games played please best games BGP. played. bgp bgp big up big up the, the big ups, the big, ups. <laughs> big up 17 <laughs> well fuck now that's we, we, what it's gonna be called <laughs> the big ups i think uh, you've got your uh your advertisement your marketing all squared away there i, I do love your when trademark pe- phrase and- when people call the game awards the keelys <laughs> so who won the Keelys this year? So like, oh, I was Breath of the Wild. Oh, cool. Yeah. Duh. Uh, I did Game Awards sounds super non-official, despite everything. Else. Well, I mean, obviously they're a spinoff from the VGAs. Yeah. Uh, when they were on Spike and whatever they were eventually called, like VGX or whatever the fuck, and sponsored by Red Bull, Old Spice, and Samuel L. Jackson. But the Game Awards just sounds so like yes, the Game Awards started by John Video Game. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Video Games. Yeah. They should call it Those Video Game Awards. Yeah. That's those what ours are called. Yeah. Uh, I did turn on the stream for a hot like two seconds like before the show started, like 10 minutes before the, the actual show started, like the pre-show thing. And Jeff Keighley was on stage talking about something. And Wendy was sitting next to me and she just turns to me and she goes, I hate his voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, mute that. And uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Keighley. I think Jeff Keighley is a very important figure in this industry and i really like him and right it voice sucks though <laughs> fucking terrible voice what is that falsetto yeah i don't mind him. <laughs> he's a cool guy um but yeah would you be mad if i did the game of the year <laughs> podcast in falsetto i would really like to thank kojima again <laughs> for the fifth time for just being so awesome and my best friend oh my god I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh shit! Did you guys see the the Kojima Norman Reedus like after the trailer when they when they just walked on stage and Reedus was just like I don't know what's going on still and Kojima's but fuck the Oscars and Kojima's <laughs> like yeah <laughs> I don't know I think they're just having the time of their lives oh I think they are like it sounds like everyone who works with Kojima is both confused and very excited at the same time <laughs> man that trailer man fuck that trailer God it didn't say anything. It doesn't need to. It's won me. It sold me. I'm buying it day one. I'm buying a PS4 in that game when it comes out. Oh, wow. That's a commitment. (laughs) Did you hear that? Yeah, no. I mean, I was telling him earlier, it's it's tipping the uh, odds in the PS4's favor for me. No no Swatch? But Bayo 3. Bayo 3 is pretty good, though. That's a good winner. if, If FromSoft is doing anything on the Switch. Ooh. That's that could be the Switch's Ooh. golden bullet. That's really exciting. Gonna kill the Switch. Well, it was uh, it was on the uh, that like announcement of like people working on Switch games with logos 
teaser image that was leaked a while ago. Oh, right. I so remember that. I, I don't know if it's ever been really like talked about like what FromSoft's doing on Switch. So Right. We'll see. Well, gentlemen, I think that about wraps up this year. Mm. And a nice, with a bow on top. With a bow on top. Uh, next podcast is going to be Best Games Played. Big ups. Big, Big ups. 2017. After that, we got, we're going to take a break for the rest of December. We'll be back next year. Hooray. Uh, we got MAGFest. Uh, still up in the air whether or not we're going to do anything there or yeah. whether I'm going or whatever. <laughs> um, whether it'll even happen. Whether, yeah. like, who knows? It's just, you know. We could all die tomorrow. Northern Virginia just might be a smoldering nuclear crater. No, we crater. can't die tomorrow. We have to die after the big ups. The big ups. Cast. After my birthday. Yeah. Um. And uh, I haven't said yet, but uh, we're going to pack south middle of January for Hidden Gems. Oh. It's, kind of, it's coming back. Woo. Oh, man. Um, going to Texas. Texas. Where are we in Texas? Uh, going to San Antonio. Pack South. That's uh, exciting. We got some guests <gasps> lined up for some <gasps> night show stuff. Ooh. <gasps> um, I'll be joined on the panel itself by Instant Replay Live's own Nick Nundall and Joe <gasps> Wetmore. Woo! So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, there's one more thing I want to do, and you guys are gonna hate me for it. Oh no! <laughs> All right, but I'm gonna do it. Dylan, I hate you because. This is a great tradition, and I already have the background music set up for it because we made it last year. But for old time's sake, let's go over all the games we've played this past year. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> you ready? Boy. Start the music. <laughs> Super Mario Run. Final Fantasy Fifteen. The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, 3D, Overwatch, Black Emperor, Clash Cup Turbo, Flamberge, Food Fight, Pandemic, Mario Kart 64, Battletech Firestorm, Swap Fire, Blackthorn, The Last of Us Remastered, Super Mario Land, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, <laughs> Dark Souls, Fire Emblem Mate. Heroes, Hug Arena, oh, Matchy Matchy, Mini Metro, Terra Battle, Tanks of Freedom, VVV VVV, Batman the Telltale Series, Night in the Woods, Bobby Throne Saves the World, Semblance, Wide Lands, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Pyre, Flint Hook, Sonic Mania, Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition, Catch Rap, Castlevania, Ario Sorrow, Jet Set Radio Future, Gun Valkyrie, MGS2, Substance. Nice. Everything. <laughs> Titanfall 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, Rain World, The Witness, Crossy Road, Grand Theft Auto Online, Puyo Puyo Tetris, Disney Crossy Road, Little Lands, <laughs> Afterbirth, Planet Attack, Vixa, Planet Heist, Rashlander, III, Rocket League, Mirror's Edge, Far Cry 4, Brick Block, Risk, Global Domination, Egg Inc., Time Bomb, Winnie the Pooh's Home Run Derby, Parappa the Rapper Remastered Demo, I Expect You to Die, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Strafe, Run Gun Jump Gun, Gun Brick, Tokyo 42, Arms, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, Life is Strange, Jackbox Party Pack 3, Accounting, Dear Esther, Rocksmith 2014, Super Hot VR, Near Automata, P- 
Prey, Dropsy the Clown, Snipper Clips, Cut It Out, Together, Final Fantasy, Mega Man 2, Punch Out, featuring Mr. Dream, Splatoon 2, King of the Hat, Super Clash Brothers, Flippy Knife, Balloon Fight, Super Mario Brothers, Destiny 2, War Wings, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, 3D. Herbie, Triple Deluxe, Korg M01, <laughs> Mario and the Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Robo Recall, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, 1001 Spikes, Heat Signature. Uh, hold on. It's uh, it's just Metal Gear Solid V, though. So. Nah, it's mispronounced. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Echo, Mount Your Friends, Wait a second. <laughs> Super Mario 64 Online, Golf Story, Star Fox, Super Mario Kart, Fortnite Battle Royale, Metroid Samus Returns, Absolver, Echo, Cuphead, Beasts of Balance, Hell, Cube 2, Sour Broughton, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Universal Paperclips, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, Silent Hill 2, Home Sweet Home, Kingdom Death Monster, Deceiver, Super Mario Odyssey, Codenames, Hair and Awe, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Cards Against Humanity, Jackbox Party Pack 1, Super Mario Bros. 3, Dr. Mario, HQ, Z-Lot, Pizzamatic 5000, Puzzle Fighter, Warframe, Candy Box 2, Monument Valley 2, Rim Capsule. And that's everything we played this year. Good year. Good damn. year. It's a lot of games. 149 games. Don't play games. too much video games. It's true. Why don't you go outside sometime? <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, thanks again. Thank you. No problem. For having us. Until next time. Wait. Well, where can people find you? On the WordCast. Big Ops Cast. <laughs> Alex, where can people find you? <laughs> On Twitter at uh, G-H-O-D-N underscore or at Ludum Dare if you want to uh, somehow find my game on there because it's impossible. Yes. There's no search um, feature. <laughs> Pizza Matic 5000. Pizza Matic. Um, There's an apostrophe between pizza and Matic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on here, the Wardcast doing cool stuff with these guys. And you can find all Wardcast podcasts and Ward Games games at ward-games.com <laughs> and uh, or on iTunes or Google Play or anyone else you can play podcasts. Just search Wardcast or on the Twitter at Ward Video Games. Guys, thanks so much. Will, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Alex, thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. <See> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>